This is Robert Clotworthy, the narrator of The Curse of Oak Island, and I have a question for you. Could it be that you are listening to The Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream? This is a top pocket find, mate, for sure. Hey, welcome everyone to the Curse of Oak Island and Beyond live stream. I am your host, Jeff Freeman, and we have a full house tonight. <laughs> We've got all the guys from up north, way up north. And of course, John Edwards is here. Tom, Colin, Dale, John, welcome, guys. Thanks for being here tonight. All right. So, um, man, I, another uh, interesting show last night. Um, yeah, it looked like a mob. I know. Well, we, uh, we had John uh, ran into a little issue tonight at home and uh, we weren't sure if he was going to make it. So Tom was filling in. I said, Tom, why don't you just stay? We'll just go ahead and have the five of us and uh, hopefully we'll do our best not to talk over each other, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Hey, wow. court, got a great court, crowd already. Court Lindahl is there. Is court here? Yeah. Court? It says oh, court's hey, in the court. house. Court checking in. All right. Brian Watts. Hello from PEI. There you go. PEI. There you go. <laughs> I got a full house tonight. Man, I'm glad wow. you guys showed it, came by tonight. And I tell you what, we're going to put the phone line up. To, I haven't do, been doing that a lot lately, uh, putting the phone line up, but we're going to do that tonight. My God, there's a lot of people. There is a lot of people. There's a lot of people. Wow. A lot of people here tonight. I know you're here, John. The Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. The Awoken One. <laughs> dealing with a with a flood in the community and El Presidente, I have to kind of you know monitor the monitor the situation. Let's just say oh that. Jeff. <laughs> What's Jeff? that? Yeah. I, I gotta mention I got a bunch of people on your page that ordered the ornaments and the keychains. Oh, yes, yes, finally please. and they're out in the mail today. So I just want right. to let you know they're they've been sent. Okay. So you you got a couple samples you can show us? Uh yeah. That's the ornament. It's All in right. the Nova Scotia Tartan. So it's got I don't know if you can see it very well, but it's got there we go. Out. Yeah, that's good. All right. So that's the that's the Christmas tree ornaments, and they're done. They're handmade. The guy does them with laser etching and laser huh? cuts and everything like that. And these are the keychains. Those keychains are awesome. They are they're really nice. Detailed. They got four old 10x on them. They got uh Oak Island. They're really nice. What we're doing is we're selling them, but we're donating a portion of everything sold to um, a local animal shelter. Oh, so, cool. Here in Halifax. So Nice. Get them out there, and they're available on my personal business website, MaritimeTartanCompany.ca. And uh, yeah, they're they're ready to go. We just got a bunch of them in. Nice. Awesome. They're nice. Yeah. So they're out the mail. Once anybody orders them, they're out in the mail. All right. Good. Yeah, I think Linda. I think Linda had um, had got had ordered a couple. Uh, we'll yeah. See. So uh, let's see who else we got here. Uh, oh, robots here. Um, All right. Oh boy. M A T I S S E Matisse Matisse. I'm not sure how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry. Hello from Gab Arroy. Oh boy, <laughs> Gabriola Gabriola Island, BC. All right, welcome. Glad you're here tonight. Jan's here, of course. All right, Houston, Texas. Dave Roberta Harrison. Hi, I don't think I've seen you there before. Calgary, Alberta. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming. Appreciate it. And feel free to, uh, Karen Howard, feel free to uh, jump in there with your chat and uh, comment as, as you like or ask questions. Uh, we've got a lot of people that can watch it and <laughs> and make sure that we don't, uh, we try not to miss your comments if you want to, you know, ask a question or bring up a comment about last night's show or one of the other ones. Uh, we will certainly uh, 
try, do our best to uh, acknowledge that question or comment and get you up on the air. So, um, oh, Darlene said, waiting on mine to arrive. So there you, she must be one of the, the ones that ordered. Elizabeth yep. Lumas. Hi, Elizabeth. Laumas. Is it Laumas? L-A-U-M-A-S. Laumas. Okay. Welcome. So, all right. Last night's show, you know, I, uh, uh, it was a good show. I enjoyed it. I enjoy all of them. Um, it, it, uh, I think Prometheus kind of, uh, um, gave us a little bit of a, a lead in thinking that it was, uh, there was a couple portions of it that, um, um, <laughs> we're, you know, when we've seen Craig running for the drill rig, you know, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what is he going to pull up out of there? But we'll get to that as we go along here. But, uh, it was good. It was a good show. Um, and I think that having, you know, we got a new expert out there, Dr. Lee, um, Spence uh, was there, so uh, we can talk about him a little bit as we go along tonight as well. So <clears throat> let's get started. All right. So as uh, I get my pictures ready here, what'd you guys think? I mean, it was a good show. I think they all are. It was a good show. That's more to the story. Yep. Yep. And we know that uh, we want to get, you know, like last year, I think what they have 24 episodes last season, 24, 25 episodes last season. Um, they are predicted to, we don't know this for a fact, but we are, they are predicted to get a, uh, that many again this season and not all, all of them are going to have a wonderful, miraculous find. Um, you know, they don't find stuff every single day out there. Um, yeah. and I think they've been following the timeline pretty well this year. Uh, we see them jump around quite a bit. We see trees that are, you know, um, you know, uh, in the fall or you know it's supposed to be springtime when the trees are just getting leaves and all of a sudden you see fall colors and you're like okay that's out of order but eh, it happens um so all right let's go ahead and bring this first picture up here all right there is my sky shot of oak island i always love those at the beginning and we're looking right down upon the money pit which is we're heading mm. to first um and the guys you know last week they were drilling that ab13 which is right there um <clears throat> right there at the uh money pit i mean i'm sorry the uh the woman's the memorial the stone memorial as you can see right there um this time i think they talked about um um this time they talked about the fact that they were going to move i think it was rick that said we're going to move two and a half feet over <laughs> why two and a half i don't know but two and a half feet over so they did, and then on this particular episode, they are working on A13 instead of AB13. It's A13, hmm. and they moved over two and a half feet. Um, so, uh, oh, J.A. Marnock. Hi, Janine and Jeff from Wisconsin. All right, welcome, guys. Glad you're here tonight. So, um, yeah. Oh, you like that T-shirt, huh? Yeah, that was a, <laughs> that. This was actually a gift. Uh, to me by uh, Alessandra Nadavari. She actually got this for me because I was complaining one day that I didn't have one. <laughs> and uh, so she got me this and sent it to me from Canada. So that was awesome from Nova Scotia right up there. New Ross. So that was really cool. But uh, so anyway, so right there. So here they are. They're working over here in A13. <clears throat> and uh, they did pull up this piece of, well, I, what was the name of this again? This piece of uh, eelgrass. They thought it was eelgrass. Yeah, eelgrass. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you guys because I'm not from. Now that's not common to the area, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Eelgrass is very common. Yeah. Oh, it's everywhere. 
All right. But I don't, I don't think it's that common 60 feet down, though. No. Right. Well, true. Yeah, very, very true. And that brought up the question of whether or not did it did it come in through the flood tunnel or was it, you know, how, how did that piece of grass get in there? So, you know, they're, they're bringing up this stuff. And we look at these things sometimes and we're just like, what? A piece of grass? Big deal. But they can they can also I don't know if that's that small, but I think they can carbon date that as well, can't they? I think you can pretty much carbon date anything if you can get uh, you know a little piece off of it. Just yeah. enough. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Oh, Sethbound is here. Hi, Sethbound. How you doing, Pat? Pat from Mississippi's here too. Thank you for coming tonight. Um. <clears throat> so, eelgrass. Um, so, yeah, and I, they said something on the show about it maybe being mixed with the, um, the coconut fiber that was used as a filtration uh, for the flood tunnels to keep the dirt and sand and all that stuff from, from getting in and blocking or, or, you know, blocking the flood tunnels. So it was filtering all this. And I guess they were saying that it would have been out there with that as well. Um, but you're right. Finding it, you know, 60 feet underground in, you know, underneath the island is not you know, a place where you would find that. So it's definitely interesting. And if they can carbon date it and find out how old it was, <clears throat> that would be kind of cool too and get a date on that thing. You know, and if, when they first pulled that up, the first thing I thought it was coconut fiber. I thought, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So that was pretty interesting. Uh, let's see. I'm reading. Uh, let's see. Amy says it's a open. Let's see. Amy says it's an open. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Here, I'm covering up John there. Sorry, John. Uh, it's an open system under the ground there. It could, uh, would have come from, would have come from uh, the ocean. Yeah, yep. for sure. Yep. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, any, any, any work they would have done around the shore, the Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, you're going to have eelgrass. So. Yeah. Hmm. Definitely. Let's see. I'm looking at some of the comments here. Um, season nine of Oak Island is a Bobby Dazzler. Um, Uh, yeah, the Woken one says there will be a Bobby Dazzler, but as the Fellowship get closer to their target locations, uh, I am worried if there will be a Season 10. Oh, yeah, there's definitely going to be a... Well, I say definitely. I, I, In my opinion, there's definitely going to be a Season 10. I know locally they got a lot of the equipment and they've got places rented and set up for next year already. So mm -hmm. short of something really bad happening, they're already set and ready to go for another season. Yeah, and they... Yeah. Yeah. Just from the pictures, you can see that they've left some stuff behind. So if they weren't coming back, they would have taken it with them. Right, yeah. right. And I think it's very true, too, that, you know, if you listen to what Marty and Rick says, especially Rick, even if the cameras were not there, Rick is going to continue the search until he gets an answer as to what's going on on that island. So the cameras could all go away, and he's going to keep on going. And if that happens heaven forbid it does we don't want that to happen until we get a conclusion to this story um you know for the show is concerned but if that were to happen you can bet your sweet dollar that i am going to be doing everything i can and linda and john and everybody else and all the people we have like tom and colin and dale and and uh karen public cover and all of our friends up there are going to be finding out what's going on so we'll still have some information to give out so but I think it'll keep on going. I, I'm pretty pretty confident that uh, it's got the viewership for it. Yeah, yeah, I think so There's too. There's interest, so it'll keep mm -hmm. going. Yeah. Yep. Someone said about uh, mentioned earlier in the uh, in the comments about 
sequential and where we're kind of falling within the season so far. Mm -hmm. I know on this episode when they were digging the swamp, I think I sent you a couple of pictures there now, Jeff. Yes. That was like August, the very last week of August wow. and the first couple of days of September. Is okay. what this, this episode here is teetering on. Yeah, and I think so we are right the, in that range too, for sure. Yeah, and it was the end of September when they started to put the first case on. So right. we've got mm. the next couple of episodes is the next is you know we got about a month period to eat up before they start putting the case on in the ground. I know, man. I'm telling you, that's I really mm. want to get to that point because uh, yeah. I, you know, and and in, in in this drill program they've been doing. And especially like here, here's that picture I was talking about. I grabbed this one because we see Craig running over to the drill rig real quick. And this is what got me excited. And we see him run over there and put his hand down in the pipe, right? In the drill pipe. Um, whoops, jumped ahead of myself there. Uh, puts his hand down in the drill pipe. So we're all wondering, what's he pulling up? What's he reaching for? Uh, he's going to he's gonna pull out a piece of parchment or something, right? What's that? A rabbit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a rabbit out of his hat. You know, he's reaching down in there to going to get something. And so everybody was speculating. You know, you watch all the other Oak Island groups and everybody was speculating just what was he going to pull out of that thing. And lo and behold, I honestly he thought was, something was stuck in there that they were, he was going to pull out. Yeah, 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 that's what I was thinking. Maybe a piece of chain. Now, we know a piece of chain. Well, the force of that water that was coming up in there in last week's show which was very cool, by the way, because it does indicate to me that they pierced some sort of a um, some sort of a chamber that had pressurized air in it or yeah. gas of some sort. I guess it wasn't a gas. They said they did test it, even though uh, the one guy was over there, you know, his head down smelling it, which I blew my mind. Don't do that. You get a gas monitor over there first. Hmm. But, you know, again, you know, that that meant that they did pop a bubble of a, a chamber down there that was under pressure and now all that water and air is coming shooting up out of there and it's gushing out of the top of that pipe now yes we know that they use water in this drill in this sonic drill program um, that's why you see gerhardt's water truck sitting right there by it all the time because they they use water in the process you see him pull the pipe up and put on another section water's always running out of there but it's not gushing out of there three feet out of that pipe like that um, so that's significant in itself, but to see him run over there and then, you know, we thought, oh my gosh, what's he going to pull up? Could it have in that force of that water coming up there? Could it have made something, a piece of metal, a piece of gold chain, something come up out of there and yeah. get stuck on the edge of the pipe? But no, they were, <laughs> they were feeling for air coming out of the pipe. Yeah, piece of the internet, they call that being catfished. <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and you know it, it yeah and prometheus you know of course we know that they are uh they want to make they want to keep this show up there at number one and number two on tuesday nights we know that and so are they going to you know throw a little tidbit like that in there yes they are um to keep us coming back next week which it did and then we seen that they were just feeling air come out of it, which is still cool because it means that they're still in that same general area uh, they moved over two and a half feet. They still pierced that same area, maybe right. a little further down the line, and it still got air coming. It didn't have the water, mm -hmm. so I don't think they. It, it maybe that area was a little less flooded than where they were last week, but it's still significant nonetheless. Even though if it's you, just air. If What's you that? put yourself put yourself in the position of the cameraman, 
when he sees Craig go running across there, he's thinking the same thing we're thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh yeah, for sure. And he was, he, I'm sure he was running, uh, beating feet to get over there to see what was going on. Don J. Hi, Don J. How you doing? Um, I was waiting for him to pull shake, uh, one of Shakespeare's uh, scrolls or parchments. Bacon? Would that be bacon? <clears throat> yeah. So anyway, Craig got his workout for the day running over there <clears throat> to feel the air coming out. Um, and they were talking again about the, the uh, offset chamber and the seismic survey that was... Uh, uh, redone by with using the data that they had from the seismic survey. And we saw Jeremy church there last week, and he was going over the seismic data with new, a new, uh, with a new program, new software. And he was looking for, you know, reading all of this data in a different way. Now that's where I'm heading next with this, because I thought it was mm. pretty interesting. Um, oh, and one thing too, before I get to that, um, they are in a 13, um, and one of the things that they did, Terry noted that, um, the soil in that one sample that they brought up looked maroonish, like a maroon color to it. So we were speculating a little bit about what that might mean, what would cause it to be maroon colored. Um, I think Tom, did you were yeah. talking about iron? Somebody mentioned iron. Yeah. Iron, iron will color soil. And they mentioned it as maroon. The only reason I brought it up was when they mentioned it being maroonish, they never mentioned the color of the soil previously. Right. So it was obviously something that they hadn't seen before that, that was a bit of a curiosity to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Amy brought up rust. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Iron would do it. Yep. Yeah. Iron would definitely cause that. Well, and we know, or we think that there's metal down there. What was that? No, I said they, I think they had mentioned in the two that it was untilled material, I think is what the, the yeah. quote would be. Mm -hmm. So, yep. I don't know in the coloration, I don't know if anyone else, I mean, there's lots of people on watching it. I mean, if anyone has any theories on the coloration of the soil and what that would be, would be. Yeah. Jan said that he mentioned it, but we, but I, she said she couldn't see a difference in it. Um, I, I didn't get a real good look at it. I, I did go back later, but I didn't, I wasn't looking for that particular thing to see. Um, but interesting because I, you know, and again, you're, you know, trying to speculate what would cause that, uh, different coloration, um, in the soil. Like, like Colin said, they never mentioned that, that before, uh, Henry DeWitt said, I would guess iron. Yeah. Something, you know, Tom, that's what Tom was saying too. Something yeah. iron, magnesium, maybe. Magnesium. Yeah. Wade Buckle says magnesium. So definitely something in there. And we know, well, at least we think we know, they have brought up chunks of metal. We've seen those. Mm. So we know there is metal down there. Um, but could it affect that soil in that way? Not really sure. I definitely think they're narrowing down on the spot because, yeah. you know, I know from our spy photos from the seas, like throughout the year, that looks like the area, the spot where they were putting the case on down. I think on one of our shows a while ago, we were kind of trying to do the guessing game on where it was, and it's just below where that pool, rock wall area that they're they're currently digging at. Mm -hmm. Put the big case on down. So right. So definitely. Uh, Jan, Jan just uh, let me know that in season eight, episode twenty, maroon till was mentioned. Okay. Interesting. I I hadn't remembered that. Thank you, Jan. Appreciate that. 
So look at that. I mean, she was on the spot with that, right? I mean, <laughs> how she went and looked no. that up that quick. I, wow. I in her notes. <laughs> wow, that was that was good. But yeah, so obviously they have come across it before, but um, interesting. One of the things too that I thought was really interesting is that they had you've seen it drop again. They did find that void again, and 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 again, that's where we see that air coming up when it when that drill rig drops like that that quickly at about seven feet is what had happened last week. They're definitely in a, in a chamber or a tunnel of some sorts. There's just no two ways about it. It's definitely a chamber or a tunnel um, that they're in and it's partially flooded, um, yeah. but allowing it to hold hmm. air. Or, or was it a, isn't a natural occurring spot. I think we've seen that in previous episodes where they're yep. digging and they were finding some, some pockets and areas and is it natural mm -hmm. or is it not? Certainly the previous episode when they took that sonic mapping i guess you want to call it and did through it i mean that was really really unbelievable impressive or unbelievable when they it really it. is yeah and i got some pictures of that coming up next here too so mm -hmm. uh we'll bring that up and talk about it so well, did, did terry uh, make the comment last night that he thought that it was still that void space or whatever you want to call it was man-made yeah yeah he was he, he was, was very adamant about it yeah in a 12 by 12 foot chamber, I think is what they said. Well, that's, that's the one. Yeah. That, uh, and, and, and remember we were kind of talking about the, the whole thing last week, and this is where I'm headed next. Um, they were talking about this last week that they had mentioned the, um, you know, how far shaft 12, they were talking about shaft 12 and how sh shaft 12 was, you know, uh, we were speculating was it down by the cave-in pit, which would be down closer to Smith's Cove. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I tried to, I reached out to Steven was asking Steven and he was, you know, uh, he obviously he couldn't say much. So he was, <laughs> he was being very tight lipped about it, which I understand no problem on that at all. So, you know, we understand Steven that you have to be. Um, so I, I was just, I was hoping I would get a little bit of an answer there. Uh, hi, Paula. Paula's here with us tonight. Glad you made it. Um, so, uh, you know, but here's, here's what I noticed on last night's show. And this is why I grabbed these pictures. Now this one here, and I, and I'm sorry, I don't have these side by side. I'm not that good with putting these together, but this is one of the pictures that they had shown last week. And the interesting thing about it is now, and I'm going to zoom in on this. Now we have this little graph right here showing 10 meters up and down okay now i'm going to jump to the next picture real quick because this tunnel a that they got marked right here that is on last week's show they were calling that shaft 12 and you see c1 is way over here now if you measure that across that's going to be close to 30 meters which is how many feet it's like 100 feet yeah 130 meters you said That'd be about 30 meters. I'm, I'm, and I'm yeah. guessing by law, I didn't take a ruler and measure it, but, but from this point right here to this point here, you got 10 meters. It says, according to that, this line across the bottom. So yeah. if you go from tunnel a, you got about 10 there, 20, about 30 or so. I'm guessing to get over to C1. 98.42 feet. Thank you. Exact. <laughs> so roughly. yeah, right about a hundred yeah, feet. So, roughly. Yeah. Okay, and here's the picture now. Here's why I grabbed this one from last week, because they were calling that same spot Shaft hmm. 12. 
Mm. Now you got C1 right here, shaft 12. All right. Now, look, you recognize this, this hole right here and this little peninsula sticking out and this little part down here in the bottom. I'm going to go back to the previous picture, and there they are. The hole right there, mm -hmm. this little piece sticking out, this yep. down here. So they were now they're calling it Tunnel A, Tunnel A, because he was talking now he's talking about the, the tunnel instead of the shaft. He's talking about the tunnel that follows in between, as they showed us in that. Remember where you took the view and they went down and went inside this, as Colin was just talking about, and it being an open chamber down there or a tunnel leading its way towards C1. They got Tunnel C over here, Tunnel D. So shaft 12 cannot, it, well, if this lays true to this, that other picture, shaft 12 cannot be the woman's memorial shaft mm. that was right there that uh, some people speculated that it was a woman's memorial shaft. If this is truly shaft 12 right here, that's down by Smith's Cove. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I thought that was pretty interesting. They had that graph on that one. Yeah. Uh, that marker. And remember, Jeff, um, this would be a while ago now. We had, when they were down in Smith's Cove and they had that drill rig, we had taken some pictures. They were drilling there. They had removed it. Then they had some uh, pumps. So they had quite yeah. a hole there and they were digging yeah. pumps. And I believe, I believe that the shaft, shaft 12. Oh, very good point. That side, but hmm. now, guessing. The, 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 the shaft that the Restalls died in. Was that that was down by Smith's Cove, right? Wasn't it? I'm pretty I sure. So. I think it I'm was, pretty yeah. sure that yeah. was down. There was a shaft down by Smith's Cove. I thought that's between Smith's Cove and the Money Pit, where that depression area is. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So you're right, though. Yeah, and you grab. I'm gl so glad you had that picture that that folks that sh Colin shared with us, and I'll and I'll uh, we'll have to bring those back up and show them on our on the Facebook page again. So that you guys can see that, um, but uh, they were definitely drilled a. Uh, they were down there drilling, and then they had a pump down there. Yeah. So they they did an ep. I'm pretty sure they'll do an episode because they had the, um, they had the tent and, and table and everything set up in Smith's Cove, and they have not been they have not televised that yet this year. Now um, I know they'll do lots of recording and things that we'll never see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they definitely did a full production setup in Smith's Cove on the on the table from what they pulled out of that mm -hmm. down there. So, yep, hard to say. So, so everyone, um, in relation to the finger drains, where would this tunnel be? Um, if I'm on the water looking at Smith's Cove, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. that, where they were drilling would be on the, I'd say, left side of the cove. Okay. And the finger drains were more in the center. Center and whitish, I guess. And then my second question is: I guess the finger drains would be underneath the tunnel. You would think so. You would it, think well, so. When they right. when they had dug up, when they had put the coffer dam in, it was definitely dug well below because this summer they dug was probably, I'd say, within ten feet or less of sea level where they okay. started the entry point. They actually made a pad, put the uh, sonic drill rig on it, and and drilled down there. So it was pretty, it is close to the water. It was pretty close to yeah. the water. Yeah. So, and then so, that pumping going on. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming if, if we suddenly drilled down their shaft 12, you would hit one void for the tunnel and then you would hit a second void for the finger drains, technically. 
Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. You would almost have to. It's going to depend on what those finger drains were made of, too. Because when you're down in Smith's Cove, they're they're basically a triangle shaped rock structure, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. That's yep. right. Stones laying against each other. So how far those, did they go through with that rock structure? And, and, yeah, and those are at or below sea level, right? Remember when they dug that up? That was yep. low. Yep. So they would have waited till low tide, been down there digging, oh, high tide, leave low tide go back and they would have been digging that stuff so the tides would have had a big impact on them and, and the reason i ask is because the finger drains look like they're a filter system with the uh coconut fiber and other things there and they would all three four five finger drains how many ever that there are would feed into a main tunnel heading right. to the money pit area so right. at, at some point you would hit the main tunnel which i would imagine yes. would be much larger than the finger drains themselves so mm -hmm. if you drill above that convergence point you would actually hit two voids and that's what I would be looking for if I was drilling the second void, because that would mean there's a, a, a main finger drain, you know, tunnel below. Right. And that makes sense to me. Yeah, it does. Definitely makes sense. And that maybe that was what they were doing. I mean, they were, they you know, like for. you said, Colin had those pictures and it was very clear that they had dug and there was mounds of dirt around there. So it was a pretty good size. Here, hole I'll, uh, I'll send this to you right now. If you, okay, if you perfect. Know. Thank oh, right. you. I can bring it up and show it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because While you're doing some... that, I'm going to mention Mary uh, Louise uh, McMahon uh, brought up this point, saying that uh, Randall uh, Randall Sullivan's book had a great background on Shaft 12. Thank you, because I'd forgotten all about that. I'm going to have wow. to go back and look at that uh, and see if I can get some information, because that, that's a very good point. Thank you, Mary, for that. As, and again, this is why I love having you guys all Absolutely. here, because you are sharing information that uh, is very you know important to this this whole thing. Uh, okay, yeah. Here we Mary, go. Mary Louise just asked if we read the comments. I'm always looking distracted because I'm always reading on the side. No, yeah, so am I. I'm, I'm watching them go by. <laughs> I look like I'm not paying attention, but I'm just reading. It's like these are really neat. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. We do our best, Mary. We do our best to read the comments. I don't get them all. I know that's 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 true. I like like uh, Hugh. Oh, I and Hugh had said a good point too. Here, um, let me see if I can find that. Let's see. Uh, now, on this one here, for me to bring it up, it just says Facebook user, but this is Hugh uh, Van Auken. Uh, and Hugh says, uh, what would cause the level of the pressure, uh, that level of pressurization, a sealed chamber with soil water compressing to that, to uh, compressing the space? Yeah, but they're long. putting compressed water. They're pushing water down when yeah. they're pumping. So you'll see beside the drill rig, they've got a big water truck, and that'll be pushing water down to move material right yep <clears throat> so yeah good good thing but again yeah you wonder about that and i my thinking is is that you know if water if that area had uh you know air in it obviously at one time it would have um yep. and then and still does and then water floods in there now you're blocking that at some point in that area you're blocking that air from getting back out with mm. the tides moving up and down or whatever, or like you said, you know, work the work that they've been doing is adding pressure to that. And now you just pop that seal. I mean, it was pretty evident. I, I in my opinion, there was no question that, that they burst a, a bubble and, and popped sure. that seal. And now water was shooting up out of there. Well, let's go um, down. Let's, let's, let's get on this rabbit hole then. What if they right? did hit, what if they did hit a trip for a flood tunnel? I don't know. What do you think? Well, how far down was that, Jeff, when they hit the water? 
Uh, about feet, 55 to 60 feet, right in that uh, range. Seems too shallow for a flood tunnel. It does, I know. You know, yeah. it would be a, a, a tunnel, like a tunnel that humans would, would crawl through or, or walk through, or a chamber. Or they and might the have caused a cave in. But, but, cave, but, in but, cave in pressure pushed it up. But because 60 of 60 feet, would it be below sea level, though, where they are? Well, they've okay. added 10 feet or so of dirt material on top 50, of that 50, for 50. the pan. So, I don't know. What's the sea level? What, uh, Colin, you gave, give us an estimate. You've been on there on the boat looking up at the money pit. Is that 60, 70 feet up or no, less? Or? No, no, it's not that far up. 40? It's, it's up, I yeah. It's I mean, it's 35 to 40 feet, I think. Above I, would, I think it's about 20 feet. Yeah, that sounds about right. So that would be about sea level then. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Something's pushing water from somewhere, if we know that. Right. Yeah. But if we're, if we're talking 90 feet, you know, in, in a flood tunnel, Jeff, to the, in the money pit area, the, the, the tunnel would have to go down at a, maybe a 30 or 40 degree angle to reach those depths with gravity in the water. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, what is it that they're hitting? Well, and that's why I think that's why Marty was speculating that they've hit yeah. the that the offset chamber. You know, you kept exactly. seeing do this on the show, talking about going up yep. and then coming to a dead end. Yep, chamber. So that's I think Listen, that's you got to keep the treasure dry. So you get to <laughs> exactly yes, take down below sea level, and then they whether they offset to be above above the water level. Yes, which that makes sense. Makes total sense. Yeah. It has one, to be the, like the, one thing we know for sure. It's unique to that area. They've never encountered it before. Out of how many hundreds of holes have they drilled? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing too, that, you know, these guys were smart. If they're smart enough to dig this in the first place, they're smart enough to know, keep, keep the entrance to this below sea level and put the treasure above sea level. So it stays dry. They're smart enough to know that I would think. I think Steve Guppel said on one of your podcasts here, they did 400, drill holes this summer like sonic like pilot holes yeah that's a lot that's crazy that is a lot that's a lot of holes. <laughs> yeah uh let's see jim barlow said in my opinion the depositors use natural voids that they dug to um and then then modified uh that's why the graphic does not show straight walls good point jim yeah very good point and that's kind of what I was thinking when they were showing that camera view going down inside of this. You know, when you're looking at this picture I've got up here, and here's that structure that they were saying that room, and it's like 12 by 12 is right here where it says tunnel D right here because you can see the little offset of it right here, like the door or the entrance. Mm -hmm. um, that And then the tunnel went off this way. You follow the C. There's H. I think it says H1 right there. Mm -hmm. H8's over here, uh, tunnel, and then tunnel keeps on going. So it follows that line. This is that same line that I was looking at in the previous picture. Um, let's see, this one here. So, yeah, so you follow the same line. You got tunnel D, tunnel C. It's a different level is why it doesn't look the same. Um, but tunnel A, and then you go back to this picture, and then you've got your tunnel A, B, C, mm. and D here. Is there anybody out there that subscribes to the, because this is on my list, just for the record, in case someday down the rainbow this comes to fruition, that the theory of uh, just an, an ancient mining operation that been going on there? There's There's been talk about that. Um, there, there has been 
no official evidence of it of mining operation but we've and we've kind of speculated about well, that we as have. well knowing so, that go ahead uh, john uh, i know where uh, you're headed <laughs> you know where i'm headed well when i did um research on the uh way mines were constructed between the, the you know the 1450 to 1650 time period and and a little further up um then the, every 10 feet was was definitely the way they they made mines uh you know as in the money pit every 10 foot you would put a platform and then there would be offshoots from that and you yes. would keep doing the offshoots. So that is that's very reminiscent of the way mining was done. Um, the only thing we don't have is evidence of the offshoots, but we have a lot of tunnels that we keep hitting. Mm -hmm. So it very well could be a mining operation, and that would explain the shiny gold thing that they found down the uh, one of the shafts that Rick was searching for before it dropped to the bottom of the shaft. Yep. And though that could be a natural gold mine. Because yep. remember earlier seasons, they were talking about the materials they were finding, and I can't remember the name of it. I'm sure someone here will pop up with it. Yep. It, it was, um, it had to do with uh, gold veins and pyrite. Yes. It had a very specific name on it because someone had mined it and had taken it back to Europe from Nova Scotia, and it was full yes. It's full school. Yes, and they also found mining tools, assuages, and things like that, right? Yep. So, yeah. Yep. So, again, not to get too far off base, so just. No, but Put it on but video it, record so someday this yeah. comes out that it could have been a mining operation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's very plausible. It's very plausible. You, yeah, you it is. It yeah. You cannot rule it out. No, you you certainly cannot. Absolutely. And and like John and I have talked about, you got Gold River right there that four hundred and some pounds were taken out of it. Four hundred and seventy five pounds of gold in the mid eighteen hundreds, you know, late eighteen hundreds came out of Gold River. So you know there's gold in the area. Yeah. And you know, it also occurs in in um and uh, crystals and things of that sort, you know, veins. Um, so they would crush the crystal where that was in the veins, and and you would have gold, gold flakes that you would mine out. So that's how it was done. And so it's very easy, easy to believe that Oak Island would have been a huge uh, mine. Yep. Yeah. Henry DeWitt also chimed in on that and said, I have considered that, Colin. He has. He's thought about that too. We're going to get Henry on the show one of these days. He's oh, gonna, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's gonna, we're going to talk him into coming out and joining us. Um, Gail Jocelyn Graham also said a season or two ago, they had drilled a hole and the water came pouring out of one of the bigger holes. Hmm. Hmm. I don't, yeah. Oh, let's see. I don't remember that. I don't either. I'm going to have to go back and check that for sure. Uh, Kat yeah, the said, too, with the, with the, if it's a possible mining operation, Who's to say that at some point down the road somebody doesn't say, "Hey, I need a place to hide something"? No, but there you go, and I think that's yep. where the connection on because it's definitely got a lot of layers of people mm -hmm. coming and going. Because no matter what happened, mm -hmm. you're only doing it, and you see it just even Oak Island today's day and age. You got a very finite window which you can operate out there because mm -hmm. you're not digging in the winter time. You can survive out there in the winter time, be miserable, and even spring, it'd be just it's too wet. And it's too hard to dig. So they got a very, so it's something that someone would have to be coming and returning year after year after year, mm -hmm. working at it. Hence, you know, why are the stone roads? And, you know, they care, they clearly had some, um, we'll call the heavy equipment of the day with oxen and, you know, large animals for hauling equipment and, and gear. And anyway, that's yeah. just one, that's one of the theories anyway, one of the theories. Yep, here's a good point, too. Um, uh, Henry also brought up, he said, water pressure would compress as, as uh, compress the air as it seeks water level rim. 
so it is going to compress itself as it's seeking um let's see let's see flowing water can create its own suction pump of it on its own flowing water will create yeah um Oh, here's the, and this one, and I was trying to see just exactly who brought this up, and I don't see it on the YouTube side or Facebook side. It said, if water levels were lower, what elevation uh, was the elevation where the water comes into the money pit area? Would the water be going downhill coming into the money pit or or actually uphill? It's a good point. Yeah. Because there's, there's no doubt about That's it. If you were to say three, 300 years ago, was the water level, is the water level, sea level rising? It 100% is. I, I know it in the last, I mean, I've lived permanently right in this area for the last 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. And it's, and there's noticeable. I actually, had to, I had to add, I had to redo one of my docks and I added two feet to it because in the super high full moon or blue moon tides, the mm-hmm. water was actually starting mm-hmm. to go over the top. So, I, wow. so the water levels are 1 million percent <clears throat> increasing. So what were they 300 years ago? Yep. It would definitely lower and hence i think we said earlier today we were chatting um karen public cover mm-hmm. was mentioning that talk was about in the old days that they used to walk from the island oh because now we got a causeway but the causeway right. is, mm. is fairly recent like the causeway is not hundreds mm-hmm. of years so i don't know what i don't yeah. know when the causeway would have been Dunfield built that didn't he that yeah Dunfield. Yeah, that was yeah, in the 60s yeah in the 60s yeah. like that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, even if you go up to uh, fort lewisburg up in up in the let's call it the northern part of Nova Scotia, the fort itself now is being eroded by the rising seas. Yeah, yeah. wow. So they're in, they're in sort of a recovery, quick recovery and recording stage when it comes to the to the actual outline of the fort itself. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, climate change. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's definitely. I mean, <laughs> it is. The water levels are rising, and even even uh, Rick had talked about that. I think he said like a foot a century or something like that. Yeah, it's supposed to be a foot every hundred years. Yeah. 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 So back then, and we kind of mentioned that earlier, Colin, when you were talking about the the uh, down in Smith's Cove, and thank you for sending those pictures. I do have them. I'll bring them up here in a second. But talking about down there in Smith's Cove, when they created the drain, the flood drains in the first place, the yeah. water levels would have been lower back then, yeah. providing that they made them. We don't know when they made them, you know, yeah. for sure. We have no idea for sure. But if they were the 1400s uh, or the 1300s, or the 12, we don't know. But water levels would definitely have been lower back then. Yeah. Um, so that would have changed that as well. So, so Colin, yeah. let me ask you this: in the, in the Smith's Cove area where the Colfer Dam is, and you know, you remove the Colfer Dam, how deep is it? How deep is the water there? Yeah, yeah, just right where the Colfer Dam is, with no Colfer Dam. You remove the Colfer Dam right at Smith's Cove, a couple feet. Oh, I'd say probably six feet of water, probably okay. six, seven feet of water. They went out under tide. Yeah. Okay. You can get pretty close under high tide. You can get. Very, very close. Uh, and the reason I ask, I'm just trying to imagine what it would be seven feet and what the 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 supposed you know, um, yeah. uh, flood uh, filter system, the flood system, uh, mm-hmm. the finger uh, system still work. You know, six yeah. or seven hundred years ago, because then you can start to pinpoint maybe who constructed it based on just the tides and and the location of the finger drains. Well, they kind of dropped it, like when they because they had done all yeah. that work and we didn't really talk a tremendous amount or get to mm-hmm. the bottom of it. Because remember all the big slipway, yep, 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 the U shape and the Y shape, yes, and the L yes, 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 over yes, there. Yes. They didn't really concrete that out, to my memory. Maybe, no. maybe you guys know of who and when exactly that built and done. Because compared to today's water level, those slipway clearly wouldn't have built underwater. I mean, that was no. 
accessible right. at some point in time. And right. now it's like it's way underneath. Mm-hmm. So, and the reason I ask is I know Dan Blankenship has seen those four whirlpools in midwinter, the four sinkholes out in the ice. Yeah, I think he took holes. a picture of us. The ice holes. Those darn and, ice holes. And and they were much further out, and so they would be consistent with tides, you know, six or seven feet lower because they would uh, still the, the flood yeah. tunnels would still be working. Um, yeah. I'm I'm just I'm just correlating because in one of the seasons they they pulled up the coconut fiber, but that was much closer in shore than it would have been four, five, six hundred years ago. Yeah. So based upon the tides and where they're finding that coconut fiber, one could almost almost make an educated guess about when those um, tunnels were built. The finger, yeah. finger tunnels. Yeah, Karen Howard said the causeway was built in 1965. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, mid 60. I knew it was right around there somewhere. No. Here's a good point too, and I was trying to see exactly who brought this up. Uh, I was trying to find it on the Facebook side, but uh, when the air was coming up through that pipe and AB 13, what was the cave-in pit water doing? <laughs> oh wow! That's hot. I, uh, boy, I don't know. Nobody, nobody was actually checking that. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Is it draining? <laughs> Good point. And here's yeah. another one too. And we we actually mentioned this one last week. The water that was coming up out of there, it looked clear. It looked very clean and clear. It wasn't dirty like the, the water we see them using in the drill rig. <clears throat> it's all muddy and brown. But nobody ever checked it. Was it fresh water mm. or seawater? Yeah, but the water coming back out would have been the water they would pump down through the, the drill rigs. So that's right, just gotcha. the water return, gotcha, which, which just would have been clean. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they had like that really compact material that was in there. So I think if they hit a void, it would have been sealed pretty good. The water would have went into it and then got pushed back up from the smart. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Here's a good point, too. The timber could have rotted in the tunnels and collapsed, and the soil would have filled in. And you've heard, in, uh, yeah, in, uh, cause of increased pressure. And you've heard him talk about that before. Uh, Terry Matheson, um, you know, had definitely talked about the fact that, you know, this is a collapsed tunnel based upon what he was seeing in the soil composition. Hmm. So, yeah. um, wow, Sydney, Australia. Brian Smith is here from Sydney, Australia. Hey. Nice. Hey, you. <laughs> Hey, you indeed. Uh, let's see here. Um, man, I, I, you were, we've uh, been going along here and I've been missing a lot of, there's some really oh. good comments happening here. Um, I see Kat Fulton said golden pyrite was found in veins of white quartz, also yep. veins of quartzite. Quartzite. Um, it all crushed in uh, sluice. Yes. Yep. What was um, the name they called it? Remember the show? They showed yeah. piece of it. It was. Was it Dr. Spooner that's had Spooner a really different yeah. name yes. that related to like that that we, type of geological formation? Yes, yes, like and we we we've, we've had the name. Someone typed it in last time, and it's it was, a specific. Yeah, was yeah. very conducive for having gold or gold veins in the. Was it Android? Uh, yeah, someone no. just Linda just said Android. Was it that? Was it? It might have been Android. It seems like it was. Okay. Let me, it sounds let me, like it was. Yeah. Let me look it up real quick. Let's see, uh, and try gold. And someone else said about justifying a mining operation out there. I don't understand how someone would come up and say, "Go dig a ten-foot hole on the coast of Nova Scotia." You got to have rocks in your head. Like it's it's an <laughs> unbelievably difficult place to dig. That's what blows my mind when they're pulling out bones from people from yes, I know five feet That's... in the ground that someone clearly dug a hole for whatever reason. It's a fact. Someone was 160 feet in the ground in an island in Nova Scotia. Like, makes no sense. 
Yeah, I, I don't know how you would do it with today's equipment. Never mind right. from hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. I tried to dig a, a, a <laughs> plant, put some plants in my backyard. I was going to kill myself. It was so crazy trying to <laughs> dig back there. So. Uh, Henry DeWitt said, I read a theory uh, that one time, uh, that at one time, that two sides of the island were once the mouth of a gold river shortly after the Ice Age. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, I'll have, we'll have to look into that. If you can find that, Henry, bring that out. Um, you know, uh, yeah, uh, Hugh um, uh, Van Auken said, uh, uh, one argument I've heard that the money pit is naturally occurring sinkhole uh, that the depositors took advantage of. You know, and that's the thing, you know, we talk about the fact that these somebody had mentioned, you know, and we we kind of speculated here a little bit um, that the tunnel going through uh, was odd odd shaped. It's not squared off like a tunnel that they maybe were using tunnels that were already there and simply utilizing these and and making them supporting them or whatever a little bit. You think about the, the, the chamber that Dan Blankenship found using his divining rods and then drill and it went down there. That was a natural chamber that he found. Nobody that we know of, nobody dug that, or did they? They thought that there was a tunnel leading in and a tunnel leading out of it. That's right. Yeah, because they had put the recent, yeah, the other couple of, last couple of years, they put divers down and the guys were in there and handling around and they confirmed that it was a natural void in the ground. Right. And again, I'm still just blown away by the fact that he found that with the divining rods and knew it was there and went through the expense of those those drill those uh tanker car train cars. The rail cars, yeah. Rail yeah. cars to make make his 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 caissons. It was a Because he knew it was there. Well, I know he drilled down there and he did find it by drilling down there, but I mean that's just man, oh man, that's just crazy. So yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh man, so many great questions. I, wow. great comments. I can't even keep up with them. Uh, I will continue watching going on with the oh, missing cover. Oh, Sharon said that it's breaking up, got popping in and out, and she's missing part of the conversation. I hope that's not uh, you know, happening with everybody. Um, yeah, uh, Henry DeWitt said, as the water levels rise, the trapped gases become more compressed. Um, and yeah, how the, they, oh, the, the rotting gold mines area? I'm just reading Indy's post there. She lives in the gold, uh, they live in the rotten gold mines area, Nova Scotia. They drilled 100 feet well, didn't hit bedrock. Wow, yeah, interesting. Uh, the Wilkin one said there's probably more than one flood tunnel booby trap down there, they're waiting to drench uh, treasure hunters. Yeah, could be. Well, we know there was, yeah, and there was speculation that there was another one from the South Shore, right? So going off to Smith's Cove on one end yep. and down to the South Shore on the other end, down where the uh, Stone Triangle was. So there was talk about that. And we seen they were diving out there, weren't they, Colin? You had pictures, I think. Yeah, they had, a, uh, they had a barge, but that was on the, I'll say the swamp side. Oh, was it? Pit. Okay. All right. We're doing some operations there. There's an interesting comment from Ray D. Uncle Dave had a close, closer circuit camera watching the cave in pit in 10X 
I was told the cave-in pit spit bubbles up when they broke through into the last void. Really? Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I was just reading that. So that would mean that 10X had to have a connection to the cave-in pit through the flood tunnel as well. Hmm. Wow. I mean, how, how else would that happen, right? Go ahead, Colin. Yeah. No, I remember when that void went off because it went into another chamber. I think that said it was like six feet, but he couldn't couldn't gain access to it. It kind of went mm -hmm. off, and mm -hmm. his building was bad. But hmm. let's see. I need to hear more from Ray D. <laughs> yeah, about that camera. Thank you, Deborah Polk. He's a great show. Appreciate that. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, yeah, there's so many great comments tonight. We're, yeah, we're never going to get to the end of it, but that's okay. That's what I love about this. Ray D said 10X didn't bubble. Did not bubble. No. Okay. Yeah, let's see here. Wow, I'm so far behind in the chat. Uh, but aren't they in bedrock? Andy's antics said, aren't, but aren't they in bedrock? No, Andy's remember they put the big case on us down. They, they eventually did hit bedrock, but it was yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, astronomical depths. Yeah. Found in veins, of course. Oh yeah, some of the sub. Man, I'm way behind on my YouTube site over here, trying to get caught up. And also, when they put one of the caissons down, they caused their own sort of mini cave into. That's right. Yep, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. Let me get caught back up here. Uh, let's see. But absolutely, I mean, I mean, I spoke misspoke earlier. It wasn't crystal; it was quartz. But quartz goes with 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 gold, and you can grind that quartz up. And that was one of the methods they used. So, I could see this as being, as Colin said, an ancient gold mine. And I'm not precluding that. I think that's very, very possible. <laughs> Would explain quite a bit. Well, and hence the trace materials of you know gold, precious metals in the water, and all that stuff. But, but, but. you can't explain the. Aztec mine rose gold. No, no. And then, no, which, which it still goes unexplained. I mean, how yeah. do you explain hence, rose gold? Hence right. the layers. Yeah, yeah hence the layers, you know. Right. So it, it could have been something originally found like a gold mine was part of the history of Oak Island. And maybe that's why people started to bury things there. Yeah. You know, because they were mining and it just became a, a place of operations for moving gold or hiding yeah. gold. Because it was the McGinnis family. Remember the, the boys that found that originally saw the light went in. Vaughn Smith and McGinnis. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm a very big believer in that story and that happened. I think that's and hence we go back to the 10 foot sections and the oak boards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So was it was Oak Island repurposed? Because I think we can all agree Oak Island had been repurposed over and over and over again. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Military sure. operations from the British and French that were traveling through which on last night's show. Yep. You know, I think next week they'll have that coin cleaned up and it's going to be shocker. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, what are the what is Gary called? A uh, uh, British copper? Yeah. yeah. British yeah. copper. Yeah. British copper. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, Henry Henry DeWitt just said another. He said, uh, and, and I and I keep wondering why they haven't done this. He said, I want to put my drain camera down that borehole. Yeah. <laughs> the one that's bubbling up all the water. Get a camera down that darn thing and get a camera in every the holes they do. I mean, come on, you found a hey, chamber. It's not hard. Put a pl pl even, plumber's camera down there for God's sake. It's not the, hard. Marty, you had to pull the pipe and put the camera down through the raw ground that the cave fell in on it. With yeah. the money they're spending on everything else, a camera's not going to break them. 
I was just going to say, Marty, you can afford a camera. A snake <laughs> camera. A it's that hard. Camera. Yes, a drain camera. Put it on hand and put it down the hole. You got the money. Buy one, dude. Come on. What do you what do you think? What do you think, John? Should we seal team six it in the, in the spring? Well, there you go. We'll Absolutely. Go up, we'll go up with some plumber's camera, sticking it in the hole, and we'll see what we can find. Absolutely. Yeah. Tie a string around a cell phone. <laughs> there you go, in high tech. Yeah, yeah. That's the easiest way. It. It's cheap. Love it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I love that cat too. Yeah, nice to your own common. That's how we do it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, we had our faces all painted <laughs> yeah, up, exactly. and the whole <laughs> You got the boat, man. We're just coming there in the middle of the night, no moon. You know? This is awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, Paul. Yeah, Paul May said, "I hope Artie isn't good, listening to this." Good. I don't know. He probably doesn't watch, but who knows? You never know. He might be watching. Yeah, he could be. Incognito. Say, what did you get to see when you're in Nova Scotia? I got to see a jail cell. It was really <laughs> yeah. oh, awesome, man. Yeah, but it was an old jail cell. Yeah, it was an ancient jail cell. Yeah, they had the old, you know, the big lock and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh man. All right, so let's go back to this picture here real quick. Oh yeah, we're doing that still. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, my god, what a rabbit hole! Rabbit so, hole alert. Uh, yeah, so this is a long. You, when you look at that ten meters right here again, and then we'll move on and get to some good stuff here. This ten meters right here. If you look at that tunnel A, which I again we're kind of thinking that's where Shaft Twelve was down by the cave-in pit in Smith's Cove, um, and you look at all the way over here to tunnel. That's got to be. You know, we were talking like the, uh, 300 and some feet we were talking about from the cave-in pit to uh, uh, getting over by where this this um, thing was here, this structure they say is down in a chamber or whatever. So 10 meters, I mean, you're talking, that's got to be 300 feet at least, 200 and something, you know, I would think getting over so, there. So is that hole goes from, from uh, shaft 12 mm -hmm. through C1, right? That's your tunnel, and it runs out the other side. Right. Yep. Say another thirty or forty feet. Is that in the general area that Aaron Helton was guessing at over? Yeah. Over that far. Yeah. yeah, it was. Yep. Yep. That's interesting, and it was you know it's linear. It's kind of a complete linear relationship between all these you know points of interest. Yep. You know, yeah. there's not much deviation. It is a. It's pretty much a straight line. Right. This is key. I was really happy to see them do this because this is this bring out brought out a lot of good information. Hmm. So they need to find out exactly where this this box is, this chamber, and get a case on in that thing, or at least drill it first. So they need to make sure exactly where that is, and I'm sure they're working on that now. You know, or sure. well, I say now, back then, you know, in August, August time frame, late August probably. Yep. If we're it figuring out about when this is someone had the tech to overlay a picture of the island with that i know that's what i need <laughs> i was talking i was talking to uh to um deidre deidre and also yeah. to jake roberts jake had mentioned that he was going to be maybe able to help us out i was looking at taking the grid you see that grid a a you know letters across the top numbers yeah. across the bottom where they go 813 and all that um so if they could take that and overlay it over the uh, uh, an aerial view of the money pit, so that I could get my orientation down. Same yeah. thing for this. Yes, if they could do that and overlay it over the island, Deidre, Jake, <laughs> so we could get an idea of exactly where this is. Because if that's if you've got H uh, eight right here, 
and this is C1 right here. I think that's C1 and H8. Um, C1 and H8 aren't that far apart. I mean, if they, if used for, um, like you can see the outline of the box, he said was 12 by 12 feet. Yeah, right here. Yep. To kind of give it a scale of how many space between the holes there are. I mean, that is, that's a fair jag. That's a fair distance. About 50 feet over to here. So, yeah. And that tunnel they were showing in, in last week's show, they showed that tunnel that was leading all the way over. It's this tunnel here. So I think they're on the right track anyway. So we'll see. Hopefully they'll get some more development of all this. There's that tunnel that they were there talking go. about right yep, there. Yep, that's it. Yeah, that's the one in that, and then that box chamber right there. So interesting. And that's leading from basically the cave-in pit area or over by Smith's Cove all the way to that box. So, yep, good stuff. What's in the box? What's in the box indeed. So where, you know, now there's, I grabbed this picture because this is the one that I'm, so that tunnel has got to be coming right this way. Like, yep. so, like right along here somewhere. Mm, and we know that they dug a little bit more top right of the top right of the uh, photo. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Right. Like there right you go. There. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that not what they were drilling this summer? Yeah. Right where you got yep. the little cursor there up the top. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. That's that's where they were drilling right close to the shore. This right. summer, and that is this picture right here. I'm yep. going to pull these up real quick. Uh, bear with me a second while I download and then open. Uh, this is the pictures that Colin sent. Oh, hmm. come on, computer. Don't be. There we go. All right. It's taking a second there to bring it up. Okay. These are not Colin's vacation pictures again, are they? What? They're not Colin's vacation pictures we're going to see. <laughs> you better hope I, I got my clothes on in these ones. <laughs> oh. oh. There, there, there it is. There's yep, one that, of them right that's there. That's it. That's that's it. Yeah, that's the Gerhardt pump truck, and there were drilling now. So Choice Drilling was down there, drilling in that spot. And you can see how close. You can see like the the grass. So this is a, a foot or two off of the high tide. Mm -hmm. It's it's pretty high, but it gives you a relation how close that of sea level. I mean, you're not. It's close. It's very close. Yeah. Hmm. So there they are. And now here's another one. She's calling you're awful close in there. This is the one that he sent. Look at the pile of dirt. So they went down and they drilled. The there's boys had their, I say like they had the table. So they were kind of ripping and going searching what it was. And then once they finished that, they were doing this. They had this wow. dug up and then they had water pumps in there pumping water out of that, you know, flood tunnel or whatever you want to call it I don't, i'm not sure not sure what it was but i think what they were looking for was the tunnel yeah and in relation to this so when we're sitting in the water looking at it so remember when they had the big coffer dam in it would have been oh quite a few feet to the right of this and further mm -hmm. down mm -hmm. into the water when remember uh rick had found the uh remember the rocks that were kind of like at a triangle Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. the box strings would have yes. been to the right of this yeah yeah over here yeah yep so oh, they were we know they were there go ahead i'm sorry go ahead Dave. sorry colin is there many boats that go down there when you're there oh yeah there's yeah. a lot of people go around old salty dog tours they got a couple of boats <laughs> the, the <old laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean private i mean private boats like yours is there a lot of a lot of boats that yeah. show up oh, just take oh. pictures 
Oak Island Marina is like literally right around the corner. You say, yeah. look, like above your head, Jeff, your picture behind you. Yeah. Right. To the top. No, right, right there. Right there. Right That's there, Oak right Island there. Marina. Yeah. Right there. And then everyone's kind of coming. It's a, it's a fairly common route going past it. You and you only live a certain distance from the island, right? No, you can. I thought there was a buffer zone or something. No, no. As long as you're in the water. Okay. Yeah. You don't want you to be walking water, on private, private property. You have water rights as far as mooring. Yeah. You can't put a mooring within 200 feet of the hot, high water line of the property owner within. So like mm -hmm. where I live, I live in a cove. So I've got 200 feet. If someone wants to come within that and put a mooring to fix a boat, they have to mm -hmm. get written permission. Even though I don't, it's not granted. I don't have, I don't own the water. You just, but you have some access. So as long as you're in the water, you're, you're legal. And, and hence why I always say, like when I take pictures, I usually go from Smith's Cove, Isaac Point to the swamp. I typically, <laughs> I, I don't go on the um, north side of the island where that, because there is a house and there's people. Yeah. And, no, I was just wondering because, I mean, other people who watch this may have been down there in boats too. They might have some awesome pictures. Hmm. I'd like okay. to see. Yeah. Uh, Roberta said, I haven't heard much about the silver deposits in the water uh, for a while. Have they dug boreholes in all three areas yet? Um, don't know. That's a good question. Um, yeah, and Paula said that box frustrates me. Yeah, it, I, I got to know what's in that box, man. I, I'm saying figure out where that is. Overlay it like Colin was saying. Overlay it in the money pit and drill. Drill, Jump. baby, drill. Yep, yep. But re um, remember when uh, Blankenship, when they were doing the pictures, it looked like a body... Yep. And a post and a chest in yep. there. Anyway, these things can be tricky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I know. Get but that it's, camera. <laughs> it's hard to explain the right angles. I mean, they just don't occur naturally in nature, typically. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, this is the Wilkin one saying, uh, Colin, spoiler alerts are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing us these bits of information as we know the fellowship are not showing us everything happening on the island. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, they, you know, and they, you know, they they want to they want to you know. Uh, there's so much of it we don't see, but there's a lot of it that probably doesn't mean anything either. That you know, it's just yeah. yeah. Going to say there's probably time, time constraints. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I find it fun to correlate. Like when I post them in the summertime, I find it fun just to try to correlate when you're the show is happening. Mm -hmm. to what you see because what you see you remember you go and you see in the summertime all the little flags and you'd be like mm -hmm. what in god's name do they got all these little flags for and the next minute you know they're doing the seismic uh you know mapping right right yep. and uh, or this year they've seen little orange flags up in the woods we were trying to figure out yeah and that of course with the archaeological so as gary's doing their metal detecting mm -hmm. they're putting the little red flags in the ground to mark where there is something and then they got to get approval to go and dig that stuff up yeah right? yep yep um let's see uh oh yeah <laughs> uh, what about that big yacht remember that picture you got of the big yacht that showed yeah, up there yeah, yeah somebody was talking about was the, big the yacht. Uh, the big the british lord the billionaire that had his yacht that was oh, straight yeah. off he was in halifax <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i thought that was dale's or dale's yacht there yeah, coming there <laughs> yeah it's mine yeah <laughs> All right. Well, next on the uh, on the agenda, they, uh, they jump over to. Let's bring this picture up real quick. You got uh, 
Michael John and Gary Drayton. And I noticed Michael John is being labeled on the bottom of his name. Usually when it's just his name, it says treasure hunter. Now it used yeah. to say, uh, you know, that he worked for Gerhardt. Uh, but now it says treasure hunter because that's what he is. He's he's definitely doing treasure hunting now. He definitely finds stuff. Yep. Yeah, he has. Yes, he has. He found the uh, those cannon, those little cannon, the grape shot or the little cannonballs. Yep. Uh, he's found several things. So uh, him and Gary head out there, lot 32, which is just on the west side of the swamp. Southwest, you know, here's the south shore over here. And so they're just on the west side of the swamp looking in this area over here for artifacts this is where gary had found the bag seal the lead bag seal mm -hmm. was in this area that um that, that showed up um so they're working their way over and you see these little these little flags that uh colin yeah. was talking about you see these little flags all over mm -hmm. poking in the ground um these are places where gary had found something earlier and now he goes back when they get permission to to go and dig it up yeah. and see what it is um whoop, i guess i got a lot of pictures of them walking over there um and lo and behold they found a coin hmm. and this is what we talked about a moment ago saying that it was a british penny or copper, copper. A british a copper. copper yeah oh just a few coppers mate um so uh yeah so we'll get to see what that's all about and yeah I, I noticed that gary you know normally he would be wanting to clean this up right there on the spot and see what it is but you notice he said oh we don't want to I, I he goes i'm so tempted to rub it and clean it up and he goes we can't we got to we got to take this. He must have did it before and did some damage or something. That's yeah, right. That's what I was thinking too. I think he got, got his hands that. wrapped. Yeah, exactly. Stop doing that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bigger than the coppers that were found before. That was Jen. Hi, Jen. I don't. Uh, Jen Rindos. But the um, area which he found this, they've had previous. I think. They, remember they talked about the British uh, military encampment. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that's where the you know I think the bags yeah. they were and I think the, the British were on both sides of that point. They yep. were in lot fourteen as well. Yep. Well, they were also speculating about the fact that you know that we know that there were the wharfs that went off of Samuel Ball's property, a couple of his properties that went out. There was one much longer than the other, um, yep. depending upon the sea level, so that a boats could pull up to them. And I think uh, Tom, Tom, you shared some pictures, and I think Henry had shared them maybe once a long time ago. Um, where they're, you know, your, your smaller, your boats could pull up out there, especially the smaller ones. And then you could onload or offload cabbages and all kinds of different things mm -hmm. under those boats. And, um, they were speculating that there was a wharf down in this area as well, which why wouldn't there be? Um, there's probably wharfs all over this Island. I would think um, there would be. Yeah, mm -hmm, exactly. And also this is very close. If, if Gary were to turn around and head back toward the swamp and then go North a little bit, this is where they found all those axe heads. Remember, they found a whole a spot where they found like six axe heads, hmm. uh, some with the wood still, and they were broken. They had to be, you know, redone or fixed back up because an axe head, you would think, would be a pretty good commodity to be keeping. You wouldn't want to just toss it. You know, you can go out and make a new handle for it. Um, but that's generally this area. So, obviously, there was some sort of encampment here doing some work and, um, you know, very likely that somebody would drop a copper uh, at some point in the area and, uh, so kind of cool lot, lot lot 32 was also the the only lot that uh, samuel ball had granted to him he didn't pay for that lot ah, hmm. okay all right yeah it encompasses just the western edge of the swamp going up and uh um i didn't have a, a picture of it here um now we jump over to the swamp and you see where they're still working this area and and, and jack campbell and i were talking about this 
you know, simply mentioning the fact that they were not um, reaching out far enough. And I guess they it's it's permitting, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it, yeah, they're, only allowed, they're only allowed a certain distance, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I you see that anomaly every time they show that anomaly and where they they hit that that timber last year. Remember when they when they got right at the end of the season when they when they found that timber, initially when they this year when they went out and they pulled up that big that big uh, oak log that they set off to the side, I'm thinking was that was that that timber was that the timber that they found? I don't think so. Hmm. It was it, it looked more like a square flat timber to me last year? Yes. Yeah. 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 It had a it had a definite square side or a flat yeah. side to it. Um, and I think it was out further than what they're in right now. Right. Yep. And time perspective, this was at the very, very end of August and the first of September. This was happening. Yeah, yeah. It'd be based on the pictures you had sent. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool that you got you can timeline that for us. That is so neat. So I, you know, we're hoping that they will be able to get in there a little further at some point this season before the season is done because I want them to. If there is, you know, all these pieces of wood that they're finding, and they are finding a lot. Um, there's a, a Peter and Dave uh, Fernetti out there with Gary, um, and they're looking around at some stuff. And there's just another shot of them, same area. I just, I love these aerial photos. They're just so, um, there's so much information from you can glean from these. Um, then they found that trapezoid piece, piece of wood uh, down there. Yes, they're finding lots of pieces of wood. Um, and we kind of speculated about this. These are very close to the shoreline. Now imagine the road was not there. Um, go back a picture. This road was not there back then, um, so this was open to the sea. Now, granted, sea levels were lower at that point, but I know you guys have shared some pictures with us. Tom just shared a picture with us of some big storms coming in there, really pushing that water. Mm -hmm. Tell me about walking the beach and finding wood up there in that area. Well, I, mean, I think when you're looking at that picture, I think that's the island out in the distance is big Tancook island and the next stop on that is england so you're pretty much open <laughs> open access coming in through there so some of the storms are like super huge crazy. Yeah. you get the the, the the right wind and the right tide mm -hmm. it's gonna push stuff in there a long ways you can yeah. walk along any beach in nova scotia though and find parts of ships yeah, yeah. there's there's a, there's a so many storms here that draw that stuff in yeah yep since yeah, the beginning Thor, of time, then there are people in, on the east coast of Nova Scotia has been fishing, and everyone up until not that long ago was fishing in wooden fishing boats and dories and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, there'd be yeah Thor, Thor had a good uh, post here uh, mentioning uh, be, uh, beginning to think the British presence had nothing to do with the treasure. I agree. Yeah. We know that the British were there, yeah. the French were there. You yeah. know, yeah. I I think the British used it as a staging location. Yeah. 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 It was a protection to go because I think anyone going in and out of Halifax, once you go mm -hmm. around St. Margaret's Bay and Shabakto Head going into Halifax, you were pretty exposed at that stage of the game. If you were expecting the French or if you're the French expecting the British. And this mm -hmm. was a very protected spot before you go into Halifax Harbor, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yep. And you would know. Um Let's see. Uh, yeah, Jan brought up this point here, and sorry about covering you up there again, uh, John. Um, but uh, Tony had said there was evidence of wharfs just about off of every lot on the island at some point. So yeah, I believe probably, that everybody probably went out of boat. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how you had to get there, right? Yep. <laughs> Unless that's you could borrow your neighbor's, you know, your neighbor's wharf to, uh, you know, get to the mainland and go get your supplies. Yeah. Or you'd be walking across. Or if the water level was low enough, you could walk across. It could be kind of muddy unless you're, well, pretty rocky there too, I guess, yeah. right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Somebody brought this up here. Has anybody gone out to the little island that Ball, uh, Samuel Ball purchased? That's on the... Um, I think that's private. Well, Frog Island is the big one, and that right. is private. Yeah. That's uh, like Apple, over here. Apple Island and Squid Island are pretty small. There's not a lot to it. They had previous shows. I think they wrote an Apple Island. Yeah, they talked about Apple Island one episode. And then Tom, you were you had mentioned yep. you were were doing some research on. I think you changed, said the names changed. Sam's Island yep. or it's called Sam's Island. Yeah, he bought it from. I, I'm pretty sure one of the McGinnis yeah. uncles and at one that, point. From this picture, it would be to the right. Of, yeah, that's where that Sam's yeah. Island is. Yeah, way over here off this side. Uh, let's see. Linda said, uh, she brought up a point here. She said, uh, said over a week ago that Laird got permission for them to dig along a swamp road, uh, hope to be able to dig further into the swamp later on in the season. So to, uh, go in. So yeah, that's why they're sticking over there. And I can't wait because I, I think that, you know, you look at that. If, if it is true that the seismic, uh, anomaly that they found in the swamp, if it is a boat, and again, that's just wild speculation because it kind of looks like the shape of one and the size dimensions. Yeah. They need to get further over. They're they're missing it. They're yeah. not even they're not yeah. even hitting it with the, this an eighty foot reach on this thing, um, and they're not able to reach over far enough to get to where the the uh, stern of that boat was. Yeah, um, I think in the picture you're looking at now, the stern of the boat or supposed boat would be right about where those trees are, uh, just above the brook. Mm -hmm. No, no, or, or to the left more. Right oh, there. over yeah. here. Mm. Yeah. Right off Nolan's Peninsula. Didn't they drill down in that, though, before I find nothing? They, they did. did, yeah. But yeah. the rumor was they didn't go deep enough. Right. Okay. Yeah. But and they, they did drill they, there. They had a platform there they drilled from, yeah. 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 They had a floating platform they sent out, yep. There was definitely, remember that the pictures in the, in the money pit area, they had stacks and stacks of, I call it cofferdam sheeting. Mm-hmm. There, that that's 100%. They could see that throughout the, the season. Yeah. So I suspect they were getting, they had gotten the gear to prep, like they said last year, that they were going to coffer down the swamp. Mm -hmm. And then I'm not sure if it's from the First Nations artifacts that were found that stopped it or if it was just COVID, because they were quite late in the season before they got going again this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or there was some other permitting issues. I, I don't know. Right probably a permit issue because there was nobody working in government at the time <laughs> could be mm -hmm. everything yeah. was closed down yeah yeah marilyn rathwell says thanks for the timeline i uh, hope to see the case on soon yeah yeah uh and i saw when i visited in september yeah that's when colin said he saw those the case on going in was like second week of september or something like that colin was it uh i think First september week. 12th they had the big crane getting set up Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. It's All kind right. of cool just for if anyone's traveled up because there's Apple Island and then there's there's two other ones, Squid and Mash Island, just outside of Sam's Island, which Tom was talking about. Yep. I don't know. I think it must be the Oak Island Marina. They actually have uh, some dining 
believe it or not, on the island there. Oh. So people go out, they take a chef and take you out in the boat and have set up uh, tables on the beach and and have dinners out there. It's pretty cool. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm kind of po uh, popping through the pictures here of the swamp because we're going to get all to these pieces of wood. They found those, you know, the trapezoid piece and then this piece here that was tapered and rounded on the top that we're going to talk about more in depth here in just a little bit. Uh, here's another picture of it here. Um, and again, they had a whole pile of them sitting on a, on a, you know, on the rocks right here that they, uh, Gary and uh, uh, Peter and um, Dave Frenetti had found. Uh, there they are there, a whole bunch of pieces of wood. And again, you know, lots and lots of wood. Um, uh, so uh, they, they, like I said, they bring them over so they can get a look at them. And uh, there's another one. This is obviously, this one's a part of a barrel, a barrel, a barrel piece for sure. Uh, and there's one with a hole in it and also a peg. So one of the peg is, pegs is still in there. That was pretty cool. So then they head over to the war room. And now they're going to meet up with this. Uh, the new guy comes on the scene. That's this gentleman right here. Um, and uh, you see all the pieces of wood laid out there for him on the table to have a look at. Uh, Dr. Lee Spence, marine archaeologist. Uh, and he took a good and he was examining some of the pieces of wood. I thought this was really cool. This is one of the things that he had found, and they were talked about this really quick, and I just wanted to point it out because I thought it was so interesting to find something uh, Confederate. Was this Confederate? Uh, yeah, the H.L. Huntley. Huntley. Um, just, just to go dive and find something like that. I mean, the first submarines being made, that's, that's amazing. Uh, so I just, thought, I just thought that was really neat, getting a, getting a, getting a look at that. Um, and then some of the some of the things that he's found in his treasure hunting, um, yeah, the guns that he had—that's so cool. Look at the shells stuck to him and everything. All the crustaceans. Cool. They, they made a comment on the show last night that he says somewhere's in the area of fifty million dollars worth of finds. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, just a point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, Confederate submarine is on display in Charleston. Oh, that was Jan. Thank you, Jan. Hmm. That Confederate submarines on display in Charleston. That's neat. I'm gonna have to check that out someday. Um, and also talking about those coffer dam, uh, the piles. Those were um, Rick said told. Uh, Rick said they could not get a permit to put the coffer dam in this year. Uh, Karen, had, yeah, that's right. And I for completely had forgotten that when we had Karen Public Cover on, she had told us about that, and I completely forgot that. Thank you, Linda, for reminding that, me. That could be that could be the reason too that they didn't bring in the uh, excavator with the floating pontoons. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So they just wanted one. You can stay on the shoreline. And then they're probably thinking, Billy, what's the biggest reach we can get yep. <laughs> from the shoreline? You got to stay on the shoreline. Okay. Uh, what did it say? It's an 80 foot reach or something like yeah, that. Yeah. 80 foot reach yeah. on that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, he was all excited to use that. Huh? He was all excited to use that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's the, you know, that's the thing. What's the biggest reach of one we can get? Uh, let's get that baby in here. Um, I see you sent me a couple more uh, pictures there, Colin. I'll bring those up here in a minute. Um, so, yeah, so we got these uh, the pieces of wood. And one of the things that I wanted to talk about was this, you know, we, and I'm not, I'm not going to doubt uh, uh, Dr. Lee Spence about any of his knowledge and his experience and all of that kind of stuff. He did examine this one piece, this piece right here, this very thin one. This is the one that Gary was holding up. But... Oh, this one here, I'm still curious about what this was used for. This thing just, 
fascinates me. I don't use rope was wrapped around. It's got rope burn on it. But again, whatever it was, we have no idea. Um, he was talking about this piece of wood here. Uh, and it looked like it had some nail holes in it right here. And it does look like this area is discolored a little bit like it had a piece of wood on top of it and nailed two pieces together. Now, this is something we were talking about in the pre-show. And uh, we got, uh, you know, and again, it's tapered, kind of sharp on one end. Um, and he was pointing the radius that it has and then how it uh, flattens off on one side. Um, the thing about it is that... Um, and this is where um, Michelle, oh, I'm at a loss for her name, and all of a sudden I mentioned her earlier. Um, Michelle had shown this. She had shown a picture of this particular, something that this could be. Uh, he said it was a paddle. A paddle A paddle is made out of one piece. It's not going to be, it's not going to have a nail, a handle nailed onto it. It's going to be made out of one piece. And I think, Tom, you were talking about yeah. your, yeah, my, yeah my, my, my father would make paddles and oars, and they were made out of one piece of wood. Yeah. I can't see, I mean, I'm not going to say he doesn't know what he's talking about, but, um, you know, to put nails in something that you're going to try and use the pressure that you'd use on a on a paddle it, from it a canoe work. or a rowboat, right. I just don't think it would work. I mean, right. screws, weren't invented. Yeah, screws, screws weren't invented until, you know, into the 1800s, so it would have been nails. Yep. And I yep. just, logistically, I, I just don't see it working. Right. Uh, that was Michelle Gibson. Uh, she had brought up this picture and I'm going to go where now she had put this, posted this on uh, our uh, Facebook group page, Oak Island and beyond uh, and, and had this on there and it was really cool. And I think she's spot on with this in my opinion anyway. Um, and that was this right here. Now she put this picture of this uh, boat. Now this is a smaller boat. Hmm. Um, you know, very small. I forget. Uh, they call it a, a sloop maybe or something like that. Um, but talking about this piece right here, a lee board, a lee board was helped to keep it. It would be one on both sides generally, and it would help to keep it. It would be working as a keel, some kind of keeping it side to side, uh, uh, you know, uh, from drifting side to side, like a keel. Um, so you'd have these lee boards. And if anybody knows more about that, feel free to jump in and correct me if I'm not saying that well, right correctly. Um, and so you you know that when like we talked about this before, a big ship is going to come in, a galleon or something like that. They can't get in that close. They're going to anchor out. They're going to drop down the smaller boats, the little slips, and head in and load cargo onto it and head into shore, right? Or get cargo from the shore, bring it back out to the ship. That's why you'd need the slipway. You're going to pull it up onto the slipway. If you had a big old keel on this thing, it's not going to, you're going to get up on a slipway. It's going to fall over. It's going to, you can't have much of a keel. And most of them did not. Anyway, those kind of boats. So you'd need these lee boards. Now, if you see how this lee board is constructed, you see these little pieces to it. And these pieces are nailed together, held in place together, making a fan blade, if you want to call it a fan blade, this lee board. Okay. Held together with boards going across and nailed together. I tell you, I've seen an awful lot of sailboats and old reconstructions and everything else. I've never, ever seen a boat with a lee board. I've never seen a lee board. I've never seen it before. Nope, no. Yeah. Oh, neither have I. I've been to the Maritime Museum of the Atlantic, and I've never seen it. I'll have to check on I, that. I did a quick a quick look into them just be, before we came on, uh -huh. and they were first discovered by the Europeans in around the 1500s. Wow. Hmm. So we know that that period-wise, 
if they did have that sort of thing, it is possible to have been around did they, here. Did they test it to see what the date was on it? I'm sure they will. They haven't yet. I mean, they, they, they did. That did. We don't know yet. Yeah. But that would also yep. make an, ex, an excellent shallow water boat to get into a cold. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. Yes. True. Absolutely. Perfect. And thank you again uh, to Michelle for uh, bringing that up. That's great detective work. That's exactly why mm -hmm. I love the members of our group, which we're almost at 25,000 members in our Facebook group. Still blown away by that. But I tell you, that's why mm. I, I appreciate you all so very much because you guys come up with this stuff, this information like this. And this, I think you're spot on with it, Michelle, what this was for. Yeah, there would have been one of those on each side of the boat, depending on which way the wind was blowing, which way right. we're sailing. Right. And I, there's a, there's a, there's a, one of the, it's one of the, on the show, uh, every now and then, you know how they always take these old footage, stock footage from somewhere of, you yeah. know, the, uh, uh, the soldiers marching or whatever, uh, they, or ships out at sea or whatever. There's one that they show the guys and they're actually pushing a boat, a small, uh, a small skiff, uh, up onto the shore or away from the shore, one of the two. But they're actually in the water and they're pushing it to get it out to out to water. And you see one of these on the side of it. There's actually one of these, on, and I remember seeing that. I'll have to see if I can find that picture, or and and borrow it from Prometheus and uh, put it on the Facebook page so you guys can check that out. But I I think that's spot on on that. So good catch, um, really cool. Then he talked about this piece here, too. Uh, he was looking at this, uh, and he called it um, a FID. He called it a FID, um, an FID or PHID, a FID. Um, and he, and we, we were talking last week that it was probably a, um, what did you, I'm sorry, what did you call that again? Orlock. Orlock, thank you. An Orlock. You'd put that into your on the side of your boat with your oars going out, and you'd have a rope that went around this and around your mm -hmm. your uh, your oar, um, the shaft of the oar, so that you know you would have something to pull against and and uh, and it would keep it and help keep it in place. A full pin. A full pin. A full T H. Someone send send it to me here. A oh, okay. T H O L E pin. Okay. As a full pin, and what your oars would go into. Ah, okay. Yeah, right. you, put, uh, you put two or, or one into where we would typically put the single shaft oar lock, yeah. and it would stop your oar from sliding up and down your boat. That would be your lever point. It's compliments yes. of my mom, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Good job, Susan. All right. So, um, yeah, so he was talking about this being a FID, uh, which would be used to, to uh, get into the, you know, your large ropes, Um um, Linda Simmons says that's definitely a thole pin. Eh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, the, the guy, and again, Lee, uh, Spence was talking about it being used to get it, you know, to take a large rope that's ropes, how they're twined together, get inside hmm. there. Uh, my dad was somebody who knew how to take a big rope cause they had big, mm -hmm. uh, he had some big, uh, big, large diameter rope. Uh, you take and make a loop, come back and then you'd weave that end of that loop right back into the rope. And then it would not pull out. You put more strain on it, just gets tighter and tighter. Um, uh, and I would think would a pin that. like that. I would think a pin like that for if you're going to use a heavy duty rope would be better suited to be made of an iron or steel or something. Yeah, mm. I would think so too. So I think I think the thole pin I think is um, probably a good a good description it of that. Be. It could yeah. be. Yep, I think that's a good uh, good description. 
Uh, then they found this piece of wood here, this trapezoid shaped piece. Um, let's see. Um, Saying about the bulkhead and the dory, I think is what they were trying yeah. to claim. Yeah, mean. it's like the one at the Maritime Museum. Yeah, which is very likely. Like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, they were saying, uh, I think it was, was it Doug? I think it Doug yeah. was up and he was talking about seeing it. And there's Scotland. this picture right here. Yep. If anyone's visiting the area in the summertime and they go to Lunenburg, which is very close to here, mm -hmm. they have one of the very few places left of actually hand building wooden dories, which is this kind of this kind of stuff. You can actually yep. see in person. They got the stuff there. It's very, very cool. Mm -hmm. It's an awesome thing to see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to check this out, definitely. When I come up to meet you guys in person, <laughs> when uh, John and I and Linda and Jan and Jack, we all come up there and meet you guys yep. in person, yep. we're going to have to go check this out. Um, uh, they did. I did want to point out, too, that the team uh, was to hear the results of the carbon dating of the two pieces of wood found in the swamp. Dr. Spooner tells them that the trapezoid piece dates from 1683 to 1735. Hmm. And that's when Doug tells the team that he and Scott went to the Maritime Museum uh, right here uh, of the Maritime Museum of the Atlantic to look at a longboat that had a bulkhead that they think uh, very similar to the trapezoid piece of wood that was found. Yeah. Yep. And it's I funny, when I was watching the show, I saw the trapezoid piece and I thought, that looks like something I saw at the museum. And I, it was the same yep. thing I thought they were thinking. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And not not to be negative, but unfortunately, there's just so much of that stuff. Like finding, oh my God, we found some pieces of wooden boats is not. Yeah. No, it's not uncommon around here. No, that's no. Yeah. So that piece there dated uh, 1683 to 1735. This piece uh, right here, this yep. one dated. Um, 1680 which is same time frame to 1740 so both of them dated about the same range within yeah. two two years of the same exact range yeah so but but easily could have the tides could have brought it right into the swamp area yes and that's that's the thing that we you know, talked about in the fact that the could've. road is right there what well, the road wasn't there at one wasn't point. there correct yeah, yeah, yeah. it was open to the sea storms could wash this stuff up you guys same. have talked about the fact yeah, yeah, you yeah. walk a beach and find wood same as the uh, the iron cross being on the beach and mm -hmm. when when and where would that have come from and it's it's hard and, to say and you have the stone road there possibly to appear or you know some kind of place where boats would dock so you know any of this stuff could have washed up a good hurricane and, or a nor'easter would have brought this stuff it brings it all the time yep. back then there were so many boat building places and boat repair places and mm -hmm. dropping stuff in the water yep. and stuff floats it could have came from anywhere yeah but yeah. the one thing it suggests to me is that what they're finding is the wood is in that same sort of range so that's about when they're digging down that far in the swamp that's mm -hmm. about the rough time that layer of the swamp would have been created is what it tells yeah, good point true, very yeah. good point yeah. yeah it's true yep that's a very good point and they were saying some of this they found like 10 feet down in the swamp in the muck um so and, and you hear gary that the, the farther down you go the older you know the further back in time you go yeah. um so, and, and knowing that, and like Colin, you've talked about this before, and Dale, talking about all the shipwrecks and boat wrecks and stuff that have happened over the centuries in that area oh, yeah. because of the toughness of getting in, um, there is very likely that, uh, you know, um, 
that wood has been laying around or floating around or or whatever and and finally or or something that sunk and a piece of it rotted off and yep. floated to the surface got blown in so until they really i mean i love this stuff i do enjoy seeing it i i think it does tell a story but until they get further into the swamp they could reach in there a little further and dig and get to something connected to something else they need to find connected wood that's down there like that beam if they pull up that beam and that beam happens to be connected in some way or they can get start to figure out what what you know what country made this particular boat Mm -hmm. yeah and there's noted about it the the pine kiln or pine tar kiln Mm -hmm. um was unmistakable remember laird went through that so they were doing ship repairs that were there Mm-hmm. And a lot of the old materials, they would have been sacrificing some old boats that weren't good and taking good parts of that and yep, yep. using them repairing. So there there was a lot of activity with oh, boats absolutely. there. But that, again, is not uncommon to, that's not unique to Oak Island. It's like no. you went to Lunenburg, Mahone Bay, all along the shore, Indian Point. Yep. Uh, like there's just a gazillion wharfs and wooden boats sure. there. They're and, and, and we know that Daniel Vaughn, who was the brother of Anthony Vaughn, one of the original inhabitants of the island actually had a shipbuilding business yeah. um in saint martin's so you know it was something that was common practice yeah. back then that there's a lot of ship and i'm not precluding that oak island was not a shipbuilding business yeah, he, left, he actually left oak island moved to new brunswick to saint martin's just correct correct yeah. short ways down the coast from where i am yeah. mm-hmm. i believe uh daniel sold his his lots uh 1793 off uh what he inherited was it hooks island tom uh, i don't know Okay, I think I think he bought the island from Daniel uh, from uh, Samuel Ball at one point, which is uh, now called Sam's Island. Yeah. So um, I believe that's the history of it. But it's kind of interesting that the Vons, at least uh, Daniel Vaughn, which is brother Anthony Vaughn, was in the shipbuilding. And you yeah. know, I'm, I'm not precluding that for Oak Island. I mean, we definitely have cabbage farming. You know, why not shipbuilding? Right. And yep. it explains yeah, exactly. it explains the pine tar kiln. Yeah, and they definitely so we know that uh, Samuel Ball definitely sold cabbages. I mean, he was a cabbage yes. farmer. That's well documented, and yep. how many they could get per acre, you know, um, off the uh, off the island. And what better thing? And we do, and again, we talked about this. Even though I can't stand sauerkraut, um, <laughs> <you know, laughs> using it for something to uh, keep scurvy off and travel, it will travel. It will store. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you could use it and travel with it, get back to England or Fran- uh, France or sure. Portugal or wherever, um, you know. And so and, and like we said earlier, you know, the British, we know the British were on the island. We know sure. that they um, they had encampments there. Uh, they were probably doing boat repairs, ship repairs. Had to. Um, yeah, they had yeah. to. Have. And, and oh, would they have used the slipways that they found? They found two now. I think yep. that one that they found there in um, uh, the southeast corner of the swamp, I think that was a slipway. That wood structure that sits right in front of that pine tree on the on the uh, swamp side of that pine tree in the corner there, I think that's part of a slipway. And yep. then the stone road, so you'd bring your your skiff off of the the the, the galleon uh, anchored out, mm-hmm. bring the skiff in, you'd bring it right onto that slip. The guys would pull it up onto the slipway. Or yep. maybe use an anchor, uh, uh, one of the eye pin, those um, eye bolts, mm-hmm. uh, pins with the eye on the end of it, um, and you know for ropes, and they pull it onto the slipway, offload it or onload it, 
and then push it back off the slipway back out to the water and go back to the main ship. How many, how many, whatever. How many wharfs have they found? Has it been two wharfs they found on the island so far? One well, on Samuel Ball's property, I, I believe. And I thought there was two they found off his property. They, they, that, they that, I think there's two. There's, there's two on Samuel Balls. They found a long one and a short one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Sort of a deep water wharf and a shallow water wharf. But I think when you go around that island, you're going to find, you know, those types of rock structures sure. sticking out from the shore pretty much on every lot. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way you traveled, right? You needed a, you needed some place to get your boat in and then. Sure. Well, boat was the main way to travel back then, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Boats were like cars. Right. Yeah, unless, unless you were going to walk through the woods, you know, no. <laughs> a boat, a boat yeah. was it. And that yep. makes sense because now you have supplies, you have your cabbages for scurvy, you have probably other supplies that were on the island, you have ship repair, and you have the British, both the British and French, I believe, were on the island at one time. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you, you and maybe even the Portuguese, you know, so you, you have activity on the island, and so you're going to need the ship repairs, you're going to need supplies. Uh, you're, you're trading with the First Nation at some point, you know, in the history of the island. And, you know, we have, we see that because of the relics that they're finding. So, you know, there's a huge history there. And, oh, and how, how do you, how do you explain it? And, and ship repair? Absolutely. It makes perfect sense. Yep. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, you know, there's so much to that. And so, and, and, and we've talked about that before guys, you know, that the fact that we know that over the years, so many different groups of people were on Oak Island and doing different things. We know the Mi'kmaq were there, obviously, because they found yep. Yep. pottery. Pottery. Yep. So, um, you know, so and in who who actually? But we and again, we go back to this whole story of the money pit and the tunnels that were dug and all that. The Mi'kmaq aren't going to do that. They don't care about something like that, in my opinion. No. Again, no. it's just my opinion. They don't care about that. I don't think the British or the French cared too much about that either. Nope. Uh, they're not going to go through that trouble. Not, um, not during the 1700s or not, that's for sure. Right, exactly. Yeah, and we know that in the late 1700s, about the time that the money pit was discovered, there were landowners on Oak Island. I don't know how many were living there, but they were landowners. They owned hmm. that land. It was divided up in lots at, yeah. at some point. So, Years. so I'm thinking anything that happened with these tunnels had to be well before that. You know, when do we know when the lots, when the island was divided up into lots? Do we know when about uh, that? After after 1750, Tom, correct? Yeah, yeah, because yep. a lot of, uh, for example, I think um, Samuel Ball bought Sam's Island like 1806, something like that. So mm-hmm. it's all in that late 1700, early 1800s for where yep. they were buying and selling. Right. So that begs the question if people owned land on Oak Island, at that time and maybe just maybe and some of them were living there or spent a lot of part of their day there sure is somebody going to be digging tunnels and stuff in there and and be noticed no. digging tunnels at that time no. no 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 so it had to be well before that oh yeah yeah and put it in perspective on date so it's 1749 is when halifax would have been founded right and who founded that what was that the, was that the french uh yes i believe you're well it's just the french and british are all up no down. british in 1713 there was a british settlement at halifax mm-hmm. okay but it wasn't put as a i'll say it founded as what it is known today as halifax they said in 1749 so clearly from you know 1700 or years before there would have been a lot of traffic coming through that area exactly mm-hmm. exactly so it had to be anything that was going on, digging tunnels and stuff in there had to be well before that. 
uh, that's was, when, was taken. That's, so, that's, that's when we get back to Terry DeVoe and the Portuguese, right? Exactly. And when Terry's going to be coming on the show, by the way, so <laughs> we're going to, we're going to get more information about all of that. So, uh, well, wow. and, 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 and we know the Portuguese were in the Maritimes in the Correct. 1500s. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So it had to be before 200 70, years ahead of the money pit. Yeah. Had to be before 1713 because that's when the British actually took over the settlement of Halifax. So yeah, yeah. We, we know it's before 1700 for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. You know, right. so somewhere in that age of exploration to the mm -hmm. 1700. Right. Give so, and, you know, that and then, you know, and, and we found, like I said, we found some dated wood again. Oh boy, more wood. But they found the dated <laughs> wood back there in uh, Spooner. Dr. Spooner found it. Yeah. Uh, sandwiched in between the rocks and the original platform, rock platform they found on the north side of Nolan's Peninsula that dated 1220. Yeah. Um, so, why, why? <laughs> Who was there in 1220? So, again, um, yeah, Kate says, uh, Kate believes between 1400 and 1600. Yep. Um, could be right. You could be right. Could go before that even. I don't know. But again, we go back to that and we're about wrapping up here. We're at about an hour and 48 minutes. So we're, we're kind of winding yep, down yep, here yep. to get ready to end up the show. But, you know, we talked about that before the Vikings 1220. Yeah, that's a good point, Jen. And, and again, the height of Templarism, you know. Mm -hmm. 11 1819 to 1307 so that's right smack in the middle of templarism and the height of, uh, and the height of their travels right and we mentioned yeah. john you and i i think all of us at oh, some yeah. point have talked about who would have been capable of taking on such an endeavor where's plum island someone just said robert young bought plum island in lot five from fred loan where is plum island hmm. i don't know is it on your map you sent let's see I wanted to show this. Uh, I know I missed a lot of. I was really trying to catch up with the. Uh, yeah, that was uh, Roberta Harrison. I was really trying to keep up with the chat, and. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. This time we had so much chat going by that I, I missed a lot of it. I know, and I I so apologize, folks. I really try my best to keep up with it, because um, you guys all have such great, interesting things to say and questions to ask. Um, Conrad Kojot, K O J O T. Greetings from Poland. It's Whoa. 3 a.m. here. Oh my wow, <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> awesome. Wow, that's dedication. Awesome. Either that or he just can't sleep. And he's like, oh, I can't sleep. What am I gonna do? Oh, here's a bunch of guys talking about old guys. <laughs> <Oak Island. laughs> that's awesome. It's, just, it's just cool. Like, go to bed. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. hey, there's crazy Canadians on there. Yeah, a bunch of crazy Canadians and a couple cool. of crazy Americans over here talking about Oak Island. <laughs> I wanted to show this picture again real quick, too. Um, this is, uh, we were talking about those, uh, the the, uh, the pieces of the cofferdam. Yep. That is them right there. Still mm. sitting. Uh, I remember when Karen Publicover showed us the picture of them being taken across the causeway. Yep. Um, that was probably September, October of the year season eight. I think it was season eight. So that was been, they've been sitting there a while. Um, Good yeah. They offloaded them into money pit and they still sit right there waiting to be used until they get that permit. And that's what I was saying earlier. Rick, uh, Rick said they don't have the permit to get it. So, and again, before I get rid of this picture, that hole, we showed them di drilling in down in Smith's Cove right over here in this corner up here. And so they're thinking that shaft comes right up through here. Yep. The one that they're talking about going from, 
shaft 12, a tunnel, I'm sorry, not a shaft, a tunnel, going and they said, they, they said tunnel A, tunnel B, tunnel C, tunnel D, but that's it heading right over here into the money pit from Smith's Cove. So, so Jeff, looking at that, where is the, where's the Chamber of Secrets? Where's the chamber based on that map that, or what the overview that we see right now? Well, what, what they were saying, you wonder where the air came blowing up out of it in the water? Well, the 12 by 12 foot chamber. Yeah, the, 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 oh, that yeah, I, where, where, I don't know. I honestly don't know. Anyone have an educated guess? I mean, I'm, it's kind of have to say they're right in the general area. It's right by that yellow truck. Yeah. Is that where it would be? Thinking. Right there. Bill wow. is sitting on it right now. Well, I think so, pretty pretty much where that drill rig is is where they're putting that case on. Is my guess. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. And Colin, that that would be where we think the chamber might be, right? Yeah. Based. So they probably and they didn't put more than one or two down. You said, um, based on what you saw this summer. I heard one. I heard it from a few people. They must have. Wow. I think it's one, but there's rumor there could be there. Two or maybe three. more. There. Yeah. There may be a couple. And and how tall is the case on? Do, do we 20 know? feet? I think there's it's 20 feet. Yeah, I think yeah 20, feet. 20 feet for sure. So yeah. They hit the they hit the chamber pretty quickly then. Yeah, yeah. If it's only you know if they're if that's blowing well, that would be that tunnel yeah. leading to the you know the, maybe Whoa. if that's the offset. But if you go back to the episode, Rick said, "Well, we only need, if we hit it the right spot, we only need one." Yeah, we're gonna right. that, 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 that's what he said at the very beginning. That little bit of foreshadowing. Well, yeah. they had the big crane was set up mid-september like september 12th ish they were they had the crane ready they were putting can in late september and they had wrapped up and were leaving we're packing up on october yeah. the 23rd so i mean that's awful had, fast for yes they had like i'd say a month like four weeks that they were digging now i don't know how long it takes to put one of those down or did they I heard put a the week. First, yeah did they put the first one in and boom and if they put multiples boy i'll tell you because i kept going back and trying to is it a different can? Is it the same can? If they're different ones, they are almost like on top of each other. Like, they're, mm -hmm. wow. Didn't Murray say one time it takes a week or two weeks or something like that to yeah. put a can down? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It takes a while. It, it gets, it's a very slow process. So, I mean, weather dependent. And we had a really good fall. Like, our yeah. fall was like, it was, it was super beautiful. And, I can see one, maybe possibly two, but I think I'm thinking one. Yeah. Yeah. I think they hit something with one can. Well, that's where fingers are crossed because originally yep. they're saying that they're going to yeah. put like four down. Yep, they said they were right. They, they, they clearly they didn't have to do. to do that. So whatever they 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 put something in and they found something. There's there's yep. no doubt, good, bad, or otherwise, but something. And then honestly, they got really quiet for a while. Very much. They did. Right huh? after that, they got really quiet online and everything. And the signs went up. Yep. Yeah, they had signs you couldn't even drive them Causeway. Mm, yeah, couldn't drive them Causeway. That's right. They put that sign out between up by the church, right? Mm -hmm. It says closed. So mm. they, they found something. They had to have. They I think they may have. I think they may have. This they may have found something, pull the equipment out, and then they're gonna do something big next year. Seal the buddy. We gotta go find this in the springtime. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I was just going to say, too, real quick before I take this picture down, you know, I'm always talking about that orientation of that grid pattern uh, that they're talking about. And I think if this if they're if they're nailing uh, AB 13 right up here by this rock uh, that's right outside the or the, if you can see my mouse moving there, I know it's pretty small, but right up here by the rock uh, memorial, uh, mm -hmm. if that's AB 13 and it's going in north would be heading what this this way toward uh 
yeah. to the left of 10x heading up this way mm -hmm. would that be north i think so um and yeah and so that would have to be 13 would have to be over here and so it would have to be the grid would be laying this way so a square pattern going from the rock over to the uh cofferdam pilings and then down here to the uh, the road where the road comes up and then back over here to where the suv is and back up that's probably that a you know ab grid pattern right there mm -hmm. what i'm thinking so because that that AB thirteen was supposed to be the top right corner, so well, they 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 drilled a lot of man. A you know, lot of holes. Well, remember you say in the very top right hand corner we showed that they drilled. Mm -hmm. Now in the bottom left hand corner down at the water, they had drilled the holes down there as well. Remember mm -hmm. the picture they had Marty or uh, Maddie Blake was on mm -hmm. uh, one of the episodes, and then behind them in the background they showed a picture, and you could see the drill rig was down in the waterfront. Yeah. Right yeah. down below, below where the H is in that picture. Yeah, yeah, right down here in the bottom right corner. Yeah, that really, where the stone triangle was. Really wow. super extreme, yeah. Yep. And that uh, is a good point because there is something that we haven't really talked about too much, and we're going to find out more about it later. But if you remember, early on in the season, um, they were talking about, it was actually on a Drilling Down episode, they were talking about the Muon technology. Hmm. Now, the muon technology is where they take uh, and they look at the muons that are traveling from with their cosmic rays, right? Um, you're muted, Tom. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. The cosmic so, rays and they have a means by which to put a device into a like a pipe or somewhere down in the ground and read the cosmic rays as they come at this through the Earth. And by reading those cosmic rays, they can tell if it's going around a void area. They can read void areas in that. They say they use that technology in the mapping of some of the pyramids or something like that. Yes. Exact same thing. Yes. And we're going to be talking about that coming up on next week's show, I think, a little bit. But uh, definitely something to be thinking about because um, when Maddie was there doing his drilling down and they were talking with Joe Lessard and uh, oh, I'm forgetting all their names now, yeah. but he remember he was standing down there by that spot you were just talking, Colin, yes. down there by where the stone triangle was. They were drilling down there and remember he said technology that is going to solve this mystery. Yeah, That's that Muon technology wow. that he was wow. talking yeah. about. Wow. Yeah. So, and, that, and that could have been what they put at the by the water on the Smith yes. Globe side too. Yep. So yes. kind of get them a sea level view, put them down and triangulate an underground picture of, of yep. that's going to be like super cool. Yeah. So that, that information is going to be forthcoming. I think, well, I, I better not say, <laughs> I better not say, but I think this has been going on. I think they're doing that. I don't know how long it takes to do the, to get a complete survey of that mm. muon technology i don't know mm. how long they have to leave it down there and collect this information but i think it, it's been ongoing throughout mm. much of the summer and into the fall and maybe still going on into the winter well i think someone said a while ago like the guys were out there in like november mm -hmm. yeah but they were well 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 in the season doing stuff out there so it went mm -hmm. they pulled the major equipment out in the end of october and they were still frigging around there for a while yeah. You would have to put those sensors in multiple locations to get a cross-reference. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes, absolutely. And I think they have been. 
I really believe they have been doing that on the island, and we're going to get more information about that coming up. So keep that in wow. mind, folks. Yep. That may very well help them uh, nail down exactly where the chamber is. Hey, you got all this technology, so by golly, they better come up with something pretty quick. I think. <laughs> and Jeff, if they did find a, a chamber there, right, they would have to inform the, uh, according to the Treasure Trove Act, they would have to inform the, the Nova Scotian government, wouldn't they? Yep. Uh, immediately, if there's anything archaeological, or culturally significant. Uh, that, if, that, they found, if they found something, I don't think if they found something, maybe. No, 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 no. Well, I'm just saying if they actually put a case on down where the with the drill, you know, where mm. the uh, chamber is, you know, and then they're mapping it and trying to figure the rest of it out. But at that point, you would have to get all the legal permits, would you not? Mm. I think it would depend on what's covered under their treasure license. All right. Correct. What what they recover may already be covered, right? Yeah. May. Did you see there? Yeah, I was just going to say the titles of the next one. The title of the show's coming up. The load of boatload of clues was the one we just talked about tonight. And you got the silver liner. Mm -hmm. Mm, Think about that one for a minute. Go big or go home. I think, I mean, Tom, what were you calling that one? They should have called it what? Yeah, you're muted again. Go dig or go home, he said. Go go dig or go home. Go dig or go home. And a yeah. dog park in there, so I had to beat myself. That's two, oh, okay. That's two eight, and then uh, premiere or the premiere of the dig is two eight. Uh, so hmm. premiere of the dig, premiere of the dig. Mm. Wow. Now my mind is going here because John said something about a treasure trove act and and stuff like that. What if they put one case on down, found something, and had to stop immediately? Well, that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's what I'm thinking too. That could be another weird. reason why they pulled it. At rec- they they stopped it. Quick. That, that, that they found something. Yep. Something. They may and have I'm found thinking, something and had to stop immediately until they get yep. all the stuff figured out. Which would explain why they're still on the island looking at other things and yep. collecting more data. But I think they found something and they had to stop immediately inform the Nova Scotian government yep. or whatever they found. That was significant enough that they had to have archaeologists and everyone else come in and, and really give they it an immediately inspection. closed the island as much yep. as they did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Yeah. So and and I and I do have it on pretty good authority that I don't know how many caissons they put down, but I got uh, it was more than one. Seventy-two. <laughs> you guys are killing me. I know. I know. Oh, wow. This is pretty good authority that says there was more than one. So it would make sense that if they did, if the, with the treasure trove act, if they did put one or two down and found something, they would have to stop immediately. They would and have to stop. It, it seems like everything changed in October. Yep. Yeah, they, they they did revise it, I believe, in October. And you know what's what's interesting is the minute they find something, if it's culturally significant, they have to yes. stop. And yeah. the and the Nova Scotian government gets a certain cut of anything financial as well, any gold or anything found. But you know, so I think they stopped. I think they remained yep. on the island to collect more data. But I think they had to stop until the Nova Scotian government um, and send an archaeologist, and they and they really kind of figured out what to do with the find. Which would be all exciting. They were there until at least December. Yep. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah, because yeah, you were out there pretty late when you went and got the hats and all that. Yeah, you were out, that, that was November fourteenth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were still there. Was there was there any talk about the the government actually appearing on the island, or were there any visitors that you guys are aware of on the island? Never heard a thing. Colin, no. nothing. No. Okay. You got you got to remember the province of Nova Scotia does. I mean, I don't know what it was last year, but I think yep. two or three years ago, like, we're talking like one and a half, two million dollars of tax credits to the production for mm-hmm. doing it. So there, it's you know it's a big 
poorer straw. It's it's in everybody's benefit for the guys investing the money. Mm-hmm. The Oak Island Tour Company doing their investment and doing what they're doing. So that's great for business. Yeah, the government has no interest in stopping this. Like that's no whoever says, "Oh my God, the Nova Scotia government's gonna," or the Canadian government's gonna shut it down. The Nova, Scotia government is, is, the Nova Scotia government is profiting from this because they're making tourism. Oh yeah, Big it's time. huge for tourism huge. here. Big time. I mean, they wouldn't want to stop it because the amount of no. tourism from this and the amount of exposure for our province to three point oh, some yeah. million viewers—it's—it's yeah. it's, you can't even pay for that. No, COVID right. has certainly put the crusher death on the last yeah. couple of years. Sure. Normally, you know, the summertime you go down to you know Mahone Bay and the Mug and Anchor and travel down Western Shore. It's yep. it is packed with tourists. Like there's a oh, lot yep. of people from away. Yeah, which is and which most is tourists. And when we run into, if I run into tourists here in Halifax, I'll be sitting downtown or something. They always ask, "Where's Oak Island? Yeah. How far is Oak Island?" Where's Peggy's Cove and where's Oak yeah. Island? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They get off the ships. That's where we want to go. Peggy's Cove yeah. or Oak Island? One of the two. It's that's just where I want to go when I come up there and meet all you guys, yeah. and we go. Uh, then we go on over for a, you know, for a drink over at the Mug and Anchor. Absolutely. Um, after we get a boat ride and, uh, you know, <laughs> you, can pull the boat. you can pull the boat right up. Jeff. You sure can. Yeah. Oh, I cannot mm-hmm. wait. I cannot wait. And then it's we're going to do a live show from the mug and anchor. Yep. Absolutely. It's going to be we'll fun. Drunk. Wow. We had a lot of fun tonight, Ooh. guys. Thank you so much for being here with me tonight. This was, uh, um, a great, a great night. I, I had so much fun. This time flew by. We had a hundred and some people watching tonight, wow. blew Fantastic. a record. Uh, so, wow, it's been really a lot of fun. And I really, like I said, I really appreciate you guys so very much for being here. Uh, John and Colin, Tom, Dale, all of you guys, fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, I tell you what, folks, I, I, and again, I'm sorry, I did my best to keep up with the chat. There was just so much of it going by. Um, but I, I don't, I, I do really appreciate all of you chatting and, and giving your comments and asking your questions. That's why we do this because, you know, if you guys weren't here watching, it wouldn't be a show, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and interacting with us. That's why we do it live because I want to interact with all you guys. So thank you so much for being here tonight. I just want to give a quick uh, update that um, on uh, tomorrow night, we're going to be doing Beyond Oak Island. Tom Burns and I are going to be talking about Beyond Oak Island tomorrow night. And we have a special guest. Uh, we're going to be talking about the one where they had the, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, river uh, river boats, and they were finding the river boats. And the uh, is it the river boat museum? What's that? I forgot the name yep. of that. Yeah, yep. um, the guys that were out in uh, Missouri, and they were going along the Missouri River, and they found those river boats. We're gonna have Matt Hauling uh, Hawley on with Matt uh, Hawley. tomorrow. Pardon me, Matt Hawley. Yeah, yeah. Matt Hawley is coming. He's yeah. gonna join us tomorrow for the show. We're gonna recap. Uh, last uh, the episode of last week's episode, and Matt's going to be here with us. He was the the younger. His dad uh, was the one that found the Arabia, um, but he was a little boy then. But he was so instrumental in all the stuff and looking for the Malta. So that's going to be fun. So be here tomorrow night, seven thirty, just like we always do uh, for Beyond Oak Island, and we're going to be talking about that one. We've got Carmen Leg coming on Saturday. Wow. Uh, then we're going to do again. We'll be here next Wednesday at seven thirty for more Curse of Oak Island. And then beyond Oak Island, we're going to be doing that one again on next Thursday. So we got a lot of shows happening over the course of the next few days. And we hope you guys will join us. Thanks so much for being here again. Thanks, guys, for joining me. You guys have a rest of your week, and we will see you tomorrow night. Bye-bye now. Night, everyone. Night. Night.